0: chance you have, you have no chance if you had a chance to do the one Mickey split. but kid can the baddest. Well, Ric Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the years of life. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Addison, Lex Luger, and the of all night. I am not is Bully Ray's motivation. You no, know, I love you. I know he loves sugar, but I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man booking a match for the total package of and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out my heart is all above. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say, thank you very much. Make,
1: make a, make a, good, good, it. I hate
0: on, hit the deck! Today, I've got to stop and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f- game, JR.
2: Doesn't need a little girl with some cocaine. All right. What is going on, everybody? Had to play that. I had to play that. Um Smart, are you still there? It says I have a poor connection. You're there, right? I am, I believe. Okay. It's just the connection, the storms, everything. Oh, there it goes. It went away. So there we go. Our connection is no longer poor anymore. It is now rich and plentiful or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I had to play that. Um <laughs> Rest in peace. We now have a fertile connection. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace to uh, Dusty Hill. One third is easy top. Uh, you got Dusty Hill. You got Frank Beard, which is the only one without a beard, the drummer. Um, and uh, Billy Gibbons, who, by the way, Billy and um, uh, uh, Dusty were both wrestling fans. They've been to a few events. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think they were like one of the 90s or whatever. Like the one in Texas.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and kill this camera just to keep the keep the connection good. But uh yeah, yeah, they were. They were yeah, feel and... so familiar. Oh, I know. I know. I tried Both... to
1: do that a just plenty of amount of times.
2: Yeah, now I'm wondering if it's my connection or your connection. Um, but uh we'll work it out. I'm not worried about it. But um yeah, I believe he was seventy two years old. Billy, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Dusty. So uh, rest in peace, Dusty Hill. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't know whether to play that song or play something from Slipknot because Yellow. The uh, uh, what? Uh-oh. And uh, you're gone. No, I'm here. No, I'm here. I'm here. You,
1: I'm here. I'm here. I, I can see. I can see the video. All
2: right, at least he knows I'm here. No audio. No audio. All right, doesn't say Poor Connections, so now I'm wondering if it's on my end or Smarks' end, but um, we did lose uh, also one more quick little music note, Joey Jordison from uh, Slipknot. I mean, if you've ever heard Slipknot, you know their percussion and drums and all that shit. That is like the heart of their music, and uh, I mean, this guy was one of the co-founders of Slipknot, and he was only 46 years old, so you know way too early to go but uh the music world in the past couple of days has lost two really amazing musicians um especially one at 46 years old that's that's ridiculous right there but uh haven't put out a, a cause of his death yet but nothing seems to be foul i guess you could say um right right now they're just saying passed away peacefully in his sleep so I guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Mark, But you back yet?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
2: I believe you are too. So, uh, again, wanted to quickly mention those right there. Um, and uh, that's what I wanted to do real quick. Like I said, I think music lost two real amazing, amazing artists uh, in the last two days. So, man, losing the the, uh, the music you grew up with. So... All right. I guess uh, from there, we'll jump into plugs. And, um, and yeah, smart right. I have been saying my Internet's been shitty for a couple of days. I actually left a message in the chat saying I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to do this. Um, <laughs> but after two hours of staying on the phone with the company, we got it working.
1: There you go. And we took a couple of thinly veiled threats.
2: Unfortunately, I didn't get that far. Um I didn't, I didn't even have to ask for the manager. <laughs> oh. oh, I've I've been there, <laughs> but, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I did get it running. I'm happy. And if it is a little laggy right now, I'm going to leave the camera off. So hopefully that'll keep the lag going a little bit there, but I got the usual up here. Mixler is not dragging. If Mixler starts dragging, that's when I get worried, um, so but it's not right now so anyway let's uh let's go ahead and roll into these plugs real quick smark and then we'll uh go ahead and get into some wrestling news because there is a ton of the wrestling news out there is it not sir
1: absolutely
2: absolutely uh all right here we go uh you guys you know where i'm starting here it's the high marks it's the cheese man it's the Mojo. It's the G-Wiz. You want to be checking those guys out Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. And you're going to want to do that right here on Mixler.com. Slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Double those T's. In Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There you go. And, of course, Bobby, Ethan, Bobby Blades, the Inhumans. They are on the Inhuman Experience. I want you to check out that show. Subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts from definitely want to check those guys out and of course you got the everything unscripted wrestling podcast Eric Doug and Daniel they are always over there having a great time check them out again anywhere you get your podcast from and of course you can go to block talk radio check them out on Friday nights I think around 730 I believe I can't remember the time but um Also, Stephen Milan, he's sharing the show. Go ahead and check him out over there. He's reviewing films over there on dot .com com slash Stephen Milan. Uh, Definitely, once again, check him out over there reviewing films. And you guys know where to follow us. You can get us on Spreaker. You can find us on iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, uh, Spreaker, uh, Anchor, and all places like that. Smart, are you there? because it says you're muted. He is muted. I might have lost Mark. All right. Looks like I did lose Mark. So I guess what we'll do is push on right uh, from here. That's not a problem, really. Um, I think I'll get him back. Oh,
1: there we go.
0: There yep, he is.
1: I fucking the headphones keep trying to shit out on me. I'm going to have to switch them around here in a second. Okay. In the meantime. Alright, you know what time it is Mondays, 8.30pm On the Middleman Podcast Network You want to listen to Cheese on Sports With the Cheese Man Cheese Master himself they are talking the Olympics We're talking fucking Aaron Rodgers came back So I'm sure Luke will have fun making fun of me about that mm-hmm. um, All kinds of other things Sundays, 10.30am On the Metal Podcast Network The Modorks The Machine Guns with Mojo And with Dirk And last but never least be sure to check out our friends at the planet. Mm-hmm. Minute. Mm-hmm. on so tour. Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthony, Papa Dave Sincere, and Young The season one is available for you, as well as episode one, of season two. Get them where you get your cash darn podcasts. There you go.
2: That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, perfect timing. Got like 14 seconds left in that song. Drop it down. Perfect. All right. Wow. Literally, that was. The end of the song. Um, All right. I guess now we get into the wrestling. All right. A lot of stuff to get into. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of stuff with Nick Gage and formerly Zack Ryder to get into. We will definitely be getting into that a little bit later. But let's start out with something quick, something we don't have to spend a ton of time on real quick. Um, Apparently, Jeff Hardy, has tested positive for COVID-19. Not good. Not good. But, um, you know, it'll take two weeks. He'll quarantine. He'll be back. He gets a two-week break. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, time to work on his uh, faith painting and whatnot. I don't know. Jeff already having free time doesn't always seem like the best idea, but.
2: I'm just wondering whether there's a fireworks show going on outside my house. But anyway, uh, I don't know if y'all can hear that, but fucking fireworks going on outside my house.
1: You do live in the South. That's always important to remember.
2: Dude, there are so many fireworks stands around me. So oh, I live it. Oh, yeah. You know, those little country ones that only open up a few days a year. Yep.
1: There's one around here I feel particularly bad for them because it's not even a brick-and-mortar store. It's just a fucking tent. It's like a tent outside of a gas station. Mm. So I'm like, you guys are really just rolling the dice on this one, huh? Yeah. Hey, people love fireworks, though. They'll buy them. Oh, absolutely. And they make good money, but I'm saying they're out there in that heat and they're next to gas machines, gas tanks.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's fun. But, you know... Can't always do that smart you gotta you gotta watch yourself around the old gas tanks,
1: yep. I don't know why I couldn't figure out the word gas pump,
2: ah uh, you know you play a little bottle rocket <clears throat> Tag. there you go, God that used to hurt, oh God,
1: and that was a benefit I feel like of me being an only child because mm. I've never taken like a bottle rocket or a Roman candle to the face. I mean it's never too you know it's not too late but. Hopefully that won't be happening anytime soon.
2: I'll let out a little uh, story here. Me and uh, two of my friends, who I'm not going to mention them, but two of my friends in North Carolina. This, I was really young for this. We were actually doing the shoot the bottle rockets at each other. Uh, and um, we were out in the woods. It was dry. And holy shit, did we start a forest fire? We did, oh,
1: that's never fun.
2: We did everything we fucking could to try to put it out. And after all that, we just took off on our bikes. Nothing we could do. But it was it got bad. And we were like,
3: hmm, hmm,
2: hmm. I've never told anyone that. Like ever. <laughs> so this
1: is technically a confession. I'm an accomplice
2: now. No, that was, dude, I think the st- statute of limitations is way off on that one. Um. But yeah, I've actually never, never, never mentioned that before. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was a long, long time ago, man. Like I said, back in the, I left North Carolina when I was 16. I would say I was probably 14 or 13 when that happened.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a long, long, long time ago, which is why I won't mention them. I don't know if they've ever told anybody, so we'll just leave that alone right there. But uh, anyway, yeah, Jeff Hardy kind of just saw him back. Everyone was crazy because he got his no more words. The song from the late 2000s is back, Smark.
1: That's a good song. I do like that song. All right, fine. Be that way. I did. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. I guess you could say that. It is what it is. You're right. You're right. But everyone was very happy about that. Now he's got COVID, so he'll be out for two more weeks, and then he'll come back and... uh no more words for Jeff Hardy, I guess.
1: He comes back and it's a different song. <laughs>
2: right back to the, well, the old dip, song. Do, do,
1: do, do, that shit, yeah.
2: <laughs> or the generic fucking beat that they use that I swear I hear in all kinds of TV shows and commercials now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it, I yeah, I've I've heard that on like different TV shows, different commercials and shit. It's just for whatever reason they decided to I guess give them a public domain theme when they first came out. Yeah, that um, that, that
2: that drum beat that little drum beat they used to have. So, anyway, um he'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll leave it at that. All right, let's see what else do we have to get into here, Smark? Um we'll get into all of that later. Uh, now Smark, we were um. We'll get into that one later too. Let's get into this one real quick. Vince McMahon. Um, there's supposedly a scripted series in the works with uh, mm-hmm. with Blumhouse TV and WWE. I guess it's supposed to be a networks. Uh, I'm sorry, Netflix. Um, a little Netflix movie here. It's basically the United States of America versus Vince McMahon. This is all about the steroid trial.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a limited run series. like Right. A couple of episodes, five, six episodes. Like the one we were talking about not too long ago that your friend did the voiceover for.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's still up there, by the way. Um, the
1: Art Heist, yeah.
2: Yep, it's still up there. So, But uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how... There's no way to make Vince look good in this.
1: I mean, oh, no, there's a lot of ways to make Vince look good in this because Vince is in charge. This is like a WWE co-production. So this is going to be the most insane fucking self-suckery I've ever seen. And I am all for it. I cannot wait. I wonder
2: who's going to play nails. Ooh, that's a very good question. Up there testifying. Hulk Hogan, yeah, I used to pick up the steroids with my check and the end, and then you know, hey, how you doing, guys? Check day, yay, hey, hey, look, a check and a little bit of d ball, all right,
1: yeah, okay. way to go, brother. Oh, yeah,
3: see you Great next week, way to
1: you know get into the weekend,
2: okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, a little pre workout and d ball, brother. Mm-hmm.
2: Jesus Christ, I. I I'm curious to see how they're going to spin this to make Vince look good in this, because like I said, he may have come out of this with a little, you know, all spiffy clean and shit like that, which whatever our fucking legal system is a joke. I've said that a thousand fucking times. Our judicial 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 system is even more of a fucking joke. So. Anyway,
1: my f- my first prediction is that they're going to say that he didn't know, which is going to make me fucking laugh harder than <laughs> anything on Earth. Like, I'm going to have to watch this like already on the floor. So I just don't I can't. So I don't want to well, be falling.
2: And if you go back and read what Hogan said, Hogan never said he said, Vince never f- like made me do them or forced me to do them. He never said Vince never gave them to us. Mm hmm. But he did say he used to pick him up with his check, and uh, you know what was going on in the next show and stuff. You know the the scripts and stuff. Uh, you know, just you know, kind of <laughs> casually. You know, I don't know, man, but that's, that's that's pretty cool. But I mean, that doctor, that in uh, isn't the doctor from this doing time?
1: Oh, you know, I could look it up. I, I don't know exactly what I. I should search for on
2: this but I can look it up He he was charged with like a hundred and something The doctor admitted to just giving people steroids I believe and all kinds of fucking weird drugs I believe Prescription pills I I, I could be wrong there I don't know I'm, Again my memory is usually shot With stuff like this so
1: <sighs> Bear with me The fuck was that Good he lord had, Saying that he had been convicted I'm trying to find it I think he may still be in. But yeah, and and what I I think it's going to end up being the case is I think they're going to try to spin this as being like the man cracked down on this poor, small mom and pop locally owned business. So that's going to be funny because there has been I don't know who's putting it out there, but there's been rumors online that these sellouts that they've been having that AW have been having that they've been bragging about. Mm hmm are happening because Tony Khan's buying up tickets. So, like, they're still doing... Vince is making... Vince is a fucking billionaire. He's got these multi-million dollar TV deals, Saudi Arabian deals, and they're still putting it out there that he's just this average, like, fucking mom-and-pop store owner (laughs) that's going up against this giant corporate juggernaut. Um, According to old Wikipedia, it says, 1991, Dr. George Zaharin, Maybe mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. guess a Pennsylvania doctor who had worked as a ringside doctor for the WWF had been convicted of illegally supplying anabolic steroids. At his trial, it was revealed that Zoharin had supplied steroids to WWF and their wrestlers, specifically to Vince McMahon's office at Titan Towers, <laughs> which I hope that lady from beyond the mat was working there at the time. World Wrestling Federation, one moment <laughs> WWF CEO Linda McMahon, and wife Vince, had sent in a memo <laughs> In 1992, prior to being Indicted, Vince, nah, doesn't say anything It just says the doctor, oh, as a result Of zor Saharan Cooperating with prosecutors, McMahon Was indicted in 1993 uh, Yeah, nothing Nothing about the guy Alright,
2: I thought he put guilty, but not, Maybe they did the old, uh, you know Deal with them. I forget, but I uh I I knew <clears throat> there was a doctor involved that got in a little trouble too, but gonna be curious to see how they spin this bad boy to make Vince look good. I'm sure there's gonna be a few <clears throat> excuse me, spots where he uh
1: maybe doesn't look
2: the best, but
1: I really hope young Vince is just regular Vince wearing a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Like, please make this happen. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this. I am genuinely excited and ecstatic for this.
2: They just put really long hair on him,
1: (laughs) a mustache that he didn't have even back then.
2: (laughs) And he's like, Hey, man, you remember me, Young Vince.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, pal. I'm Young Vince now. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, call me
2: Young. All right. Anyway, but uh yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um it doesn't say is there a release date? There's not a release date because no. uh, so gonna... far
1: they haven't worked out a distribution deal yet.
2: Yeah, this is gonna be interesting though. I'm really <laughs> <laughs>
1: I pray to God somebody picks them up. Like this 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 would be the push I would need to actually get a peacock account.
2: Oh yeah. Oh this is uh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good no matter what. But, um, I mean, didn't they do one of these United States of America versus, uh, O.J. Simpson?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, I want to say FX, maybe? Or Netflix, I can't remember which one, I'll do a quick look up for it, but...
2: I think you're right with either FX or Fox, so yeah, yeah, you're right with that. Man, I'm just forgetting everything tonight, but, uh...
1: Well, that was the, that was the thing was that it was oddly enough it was running they were running like concurrently but it was also this was happening in like 2015 or 16 mm-hmm. so it's like why why all of a sudden now but
2: I don't know later Luke thanks for stopping by man uh, mm-hmm. but uh yeah be interesting interesting to uh, to get into that one right there People
1: versus OJ Simpson FX
2: the people versus OJ okay so there we go I was uh, it was close it was close.
1: Which yeah, I said 2016. I was right.
2: Look, you said 15.
1: <laughs> I tried to sneak that by. <laughs> He's
2: high. He won't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just like the idea of just somebody else listening along to be like, yeah, he did say that. Wait, hold on. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> well, you tried. You tried. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. I cannot blame you for that, Smark.
1: John uh, Travolta was in this.
2: Yeah, he was.
1: Huh. And David Schwimmer, I knew about that. I, I didn't watch it.
2: Travolta played I heard OJ. Heard it was good. Travolta played OJ. I'm kidding. It <laughs> would
1: be fucking phenomenal. It's a
0: joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you know, obviously, don't use blackface. That's not cool. But just John Travolta as John Travolta playing OJ Simpson would be wild.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, Your Honor, the gloves don't fit. You see that, right? Uh-huh. 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 My hair. My hair. <laughs> right. okay. I work a long time on my hair and you rattle my
1: brains. Anyway. We have really done a good job of going between just people from person to person that has just wild hair.
2: <laughs> you know, rocket and rolling and whatnot. Oh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen Grease.
1: No, the, literally, I think the only movie I've seen of his is uh, fucking Pulp Fiction. Ever seen Face Off? Uh, if I say yes, are you going to ask me any further questions and prove that I'm lying again? No, I'll stop there. <laughs> All right, then I will say yes. <laughs> they is a very important word, that sentence. All
2: right. Anyway. Anyway. All right, I will uh, stop grilling you on <laughs> John Travolta movies. I've mm-hmm. seen so many. I've always liked Travolta. I'm going back to urban cowboy days back in the 80s, staying alive back in the 70s, uh, Saturday Night Fever. All the good ones, man. All the good ones. Uh, anyway, get into one more here. Uh, it, it, again, just kind of wrapping up on that Vince thing. Going to be great to see how they spin this. I, I, why do I have a feeling this may never see the light of day? <laughs> this is like the. I hope
1: it does. I hope against hope. I mean, it, like like we've been saying right now, they were saying on the Observer that there's no distribution deal yet. They're like sh- shipping it or you know shipping it to different companies and different distribution services and streaming whatnot, uh. television networks. So, uh, right now, it's not a done deal. Like, they made the fucking thing, but it's just right. whether or not we're actually going to get to see it.
2: Uh, yeah, it's going to be like that Andre documentary that
1: never really. Anyway. Uh, did that. Oh, every- oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was an HBO one. I don't think that's the same one, but it's like a, the limited series. There was not. Right. It was just an HBO documentary that was pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, another real quick one we can get into, smart then I'm going to kind of let you take over with a few of yours there, because I don't have that much left. Uh, no. I mean really once we hit the Matt Cardona thing that's gonna drive us in the kind of right in the AEW a little bit. So um while I bring that up, AEW star Nick Camarado, you guys know who he is, kinda looks like a <laughs> looks like a damn caveman. Um he did propose to his girlfriend though over the weekend at an indie show. Uh, I guess his—I uh, his, don't guess his girlfriend is Ref Becky. I don't know if they even put her real name in here anywhere in this article. Um, they don't. They just call her Becky, A.K.A. Ref Becky. That's it. But uh, he did, uh, and she said yes, which is very good. But uh, congratulations to them. Pretty cool little moment. Pretty cool little moment. I'd play it, but uh, the audio is god awful. Mm. I mean, god awful. And uh, not that he said anything wrong, the audio itself is just horrible quality.
1: <laughs> the audio is just wildly offensive we cannot play it look you bitch <laughs> he went on this wild screen about like covid being a hoax and what his actual thoughts on critical race theory were but it just wasn't worth playing
2: drake words came out <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: It's a very controversial oh, okay. angle that they're pushing here with this.
0: Oh, um, my God. Is that Val Venus? Holy shit.
1: All right. Wow, that would be a wild stable. <laughs> <laughs> Just like like pseudo-political nut jobs. <laughs> Fucking low-key could be in there. Oh, God. Austin Aries, I think, has said some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, I have to say this just because it would like it wouldn't be the show without talking about him. I was in the uh I was in Jack Evans's Twitch channel the other day and they they were talking to him about Teddy Hart. And he's like, Man, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what he's doing right now. I don't know if he's in jail or not. I, I can't help you. Which just makes me laugh that like one of his like longtime friends is just like completely lost track. Just like, I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. Dude,
2: Guy's a fucking a, a wreck who doesn't want help, won't admit he needs help, and that's the worst kind, man. How many? I mean, how many shitty things have we brought up? I got to tell you, I, 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 thank you, Teddy Hart, for all the fucking material. Seriously, it,
1: it was just funny to like watch this guy's a longtime tag team partner just asking people. Okay, what did he go into jail for this time?
2: Ah, oh, it's, it's, it's. I don't know, man. At at some point, we've said before, at some point, the common denominator is you. You got to fucking reach out. Ask for some fucking help. Look, I'm fucked up. I'm going to jail fucking damn near every week. (laughs) Can someone Mm. help me? I don't know. Truthfully, if he is in jail, probably better off right now. Yeah, yes. Probably better off right now if he is in jail. So maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I don't have a clue. I really don't have a clue. Um, I mean, you can always, uh, are you telling me that the website or the Twitter feed of Is Teddy Hart in Jail doesn't have an update for us, Mark? Uh,
1: not recently, I don't think I can check. All
2: right, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know they're good about that. so. You
1: know, I, I think he went back actually like right after WrestleMania weekend, but I could be wrong about that. That makes sense. And
2: I think my kids cranked up my gain. I'm looking at something here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. They had everything. Oh, my God. My gain is way up there. I'm sorry about that, everybody. I hope I wasn't over modulating for everyone there. Uh,
1: Actually, breaking news 14 hours ago. Oh, is Teddy Hart jail? No. Oh, so good for him. I guess. Yay, Teddy Hart. All right, buddy. Way to go. Staying out of <laughs> the jail. Fact that this guy does this daily. It fucking kills me. Like literally, if you check out the Twitter account, is Teddy Hart in jail? 14 hours ago, July 27th, July 26th, July 25th, and you get the idea. Every day without fail, this guy keeps people updated. I, I love whoever does this
2: is a Dude, I hope this guy is like some like insurance agent or something that has access to like court <laughs> records and can just literally just hit a search button and be like, "Nope, he nothing on him this time."
1: This guy's Teddy Hart's lawyer. <laughs> This like secretly like it just an advertisement for his law for...
2: I can get so many likes. This is great.
1: All right. Dude, if I can keep Teddy Hart out of jail, imagine what I can do for you. You need to hire me.
2: My God. What is the retainer on Teddy Hart's lawyer? Imagine that, dude. <laughs> Oof.
1: Mm. You got to sell quite a few cats for that.
2: Oh. Get quite a few tricks in, in while you're there.
1: hmm
2: I know he likes his prostitutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a man of culture.
2: Ah, yes. He's a very cultured man. I know he, he likes his uh his hookers, if you will. He likes his hookers. I uh, each their own. I ain't I ain't going to I ain't going to shit on the guy for that. So, all right, smart. Uh you've got a few here.
1: Go for it. Yeah. Enjoy. Oh. A uh, variable smoggy board, yeah, as brilliant. it were. So this one, <laughs> actually, since we're talking about favorite people, uh, this is actually not the best in terms of continuity wise. But I'm just going to get this one out here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we talked about. It. I don't believe we did. I think this came out over the weekend. They are going to be doing the Queen of the Ring tournament. Which I imagine if you're one Javier Woods, you've got to be pretty angry that you're doing this with women and not men, because this poor guy has been lobbying for this thing for fucking a decade now at this point. But anywho, as it turns out, they are going to the current plan. According to this mystery Twitter account, is hearing that the current plan is to hold the Queen of the Ring finals in Saudi Arabia in October. Yeah. Now, this p- Twitter account belongs to my personal favorite man in the world, mm-hmm. Andrew Zarian of the Mad Men podcast, who I'm convinced is just making this shit up.
2: Listen, I got to tell you, he's, you know, he's on the Wrestling Observer network when you download the podcasts.
1: Mm hmm whatever he's doing it's working it is he's gaining traction for this
2: shit. he's gaining traction he's right i think he's kind of Meltzer's little side guy that he's kind of just like listen i'll give you a few things and blah 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 and take some fucking pressure off me buddy
1: after all these years of being a fan of japanese wrestling dave Meltzer finally has a young boy maybe this is a wild revelation
2: Maybe, but yeah, this is uh, old Andrew Zarian from the Mat Men podcast. Now, listen, first of all, I know some of you are saying right now, I know especially some of our audience is going, Queen of the Ring, I've heard that name. Hmm. Don't Google it and don't add China's
1: name. <laughs> That does make me laugh. I, that, that actually was the like almost very first thing I thought of when they announced that they were doing this. I was like, man, if you don't want people googling shit, why did you do this?
2: Well, I'll, I'll be honest. If you Google Queen of the Ring now, it does not pull up. There's been movies about that. There's been, I think there was a TV show about it in an in, uh, overseas. Uh, so honestly, if you just Google Queen of the Ring, it's deep in there. Oh
1: god, shit. <laughs> no. So I've heard.
2: No pun intended. No pun intended. I, I gotta tell you, that's one of the saddest movies to watch. She looks like she is drugged out of her fucking mind, out of her mind
1: in that uh, movie. Spoiler alert! If you, I've, I've watched the companion piece, the Vice documentary. Mm. She very much was.
2: I, there was no doubting. Just, all, I mean, all you had to do was look at her, and you could completely tell. But, uh, um. You know, and you're right. Xavier Woods has been lobbying for a King of the Ring tournament, and I would love another King of the Ring. I like those those type of tournaments. I, I think they're pretty cool. They're fun. They're they're really fun to watch. I know. Oh, another tournament. I know it's lazy. It is, but something like this, not bad. Now, Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's wonderfully ironic because the whole idea is that they're celebrating women's wrestling and whatnot, and you, the the finals is going to culminate in Saudi Arabia. Presumably, like two people are going to be wearing the fucking Bryce Wimpberg beekeeper outfit that he wore during that exploding ropes match in AEW, <laughs> where you can just barely see a like the nose, and that's about it. Right. Like it, it's just wonderfully ironic. Well.
2: I mean, we did see women wrestle in Saudi already. Mm. They they just got to cover up, which which is fine.
1: I don't give a shit about that. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like when they had the one, I forget who Natalia is, but I know she was in it. And like they were both just wearing these fucking full body suit. They looked like they were wearing like the skiing attire that you wear, you know, when you go skiing. Was it, uh, was it, was it Natty and Sasha? It depends, Sasha. I don't know. I know it was Natty. Uh, I could probably dig this up. Let's see. I think it might. I'm getting another beer.
2: I think it might have been Natty and Sasha. I mean, I've I've, I've got to be up at five thirty, but who gives a flying fuck? Uh, um, I'm fucking gonna sleep on the couch anyway. Wife ain't here. I cannot sleep in that room without my wife.
1: Charlotte? Was it Charlotte? I didn't. Was it? Looks, I mean, let me click on the article and find out. But I'm judging based on the photo here. Nice. Oh, Lacey Evans.
0: Lacy.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Anyway,
1: uh,
2: it look having the finals there isn't. The, I mean, it's not like they're doing the whole tournament there. So that's fine. Having the finals there, that's fine. They want to do another women's match there. This would be a big match. They'd be able to crown a new queen of the ring in Saudi. Listen, they've had this contract. If you thought they were going to back out of it because of this pandemic, you you th- please send me what you're smoking. Please. Brian? If you need my address, let me know. Uh, okay. <laughs> there was no way they were backing out of this deal. It was a huge, what was this? Like a $5 billion deal or something for them.
1: Mm, Yeah. Big, big money, big money. Yeah.
2: They were not backing out. They were, they they probably just, you know, Hey, listen, extenuating. Is that the word? Circumstances happened. Look, we'll just extend the contract, blah, blah, blah. They're still going to do this. Nothing we can do to stop it. They're going to go over there. They want to make history again, which they're going to do so whatever i i just i'm not they've already i mean they have the may young it's the may young tournament right yeah may young classic the may young classic they have that they just had another women's tournament for the uh belts i believe on nxt do we need an another women's tournament by the way this is coming off the heels of of uh remember when um What's his name? Triple H was saying on a conference call that they didn't need to do a all-women's pay-per-view again, that the best women's wrestling is just here. Deal with it.
1: Yes. I would say less than even a month, if even, mm. of after he just got done slamming the NWA, presumably for no apparent reason, for doing the uh, their women's tournament.
2: Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are with Triple, you know. Oh, well, you
1: know, I got to maybe,
2: maybe a little tournament just for the women.
1: <laughs> maybe let's keep him busy. Bend
2: keep that busy. knee. Bend that knee, Triple H, because he got some backlash for that shit, he said, which I I didn't think there was anything wrong with what he said, to be honest. He said the women in WWE were great wrestlers. What are you supposed to do? These are all pieces of shit. All we have is fucking Charlotte. That's the only one we really like anyway. I think
1: really great wrestlers. And Carmella's here, too. Um.
2: <laughs> Did I tell you we just brought back Eva Marie?
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's a wonderful image. It's just the idea of him just counting how great their women's division is. While you have fucking Eva Marie and Carmella just walking around behind. Him.
2: So we're going to call her Do-drop. But
1: spelled like Doe drop What do you think? Because she's poorly. I don't know why he thinks McMahon now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's one of the same at this point, really, dude. It doesn't matter. It's it's like, which one is Jimmy? It doesn't matter anymore.
0: You know? It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right.
2: Where the fuck were we at this point, Smart? Um, all right. So Queen of the Ring, I you didn't really. I kind of overtook that, and I apologize.
1: Oh no, that was about it. Just like mainly anything is is the idea of they didn't mention it, so I figured we should mention that they're doing the Queen of the Wing tournament. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to, like I said, my personal hero and hopefully soon to be mentor, um, guy from the Matman podcast, whose name Andrew. No. Yes. Yes.
2: What's his name? Zarian.
1: Andrew Zarian, well Okay, I said Andrew Z And then I started to think Zimmerman And I was like, oh dear god, steer this car away
2: No, um, that wasn't his name Was that his name? No
1: No, it was Andrew Zarian, you were right Zarian,
2: yeah The Zimmerman guy, his name wasn't Andrew
1: No, 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 no And there was a Andrew He did like uh, some food show Strange Eats or whatever the fuck
2: Ah, used to know a Paul Zimmerman my dad used to mm. work. My dad worked for him. That I did. That I didn't know. Um, all right. Queen of the Ring, done. Keep going, yeah. brother. Keep going.
1: There we go. Um, so we're going to get into and I I'm, I was gonna kind of wait to companion this in, but I don't think that our robber for you is going to be super in-depth. Mm. So I will get it out now. Mm-hmm. Um We talked about last week, Keith Lee came back on Monday, ended up losing to Bobby Lashley, and then this week on Raw, get that little part of it in. He ended up having an eight-minute match with Karrion Kross, four of the minutes of the match happened during commercial. So they basically did them like how they used to do the Divas back in the day. And he, I think he ended up winning this time, but... Still not necessarily the triumphant return that we had anticipated. Mm. Perhaps he had hoped for. Um, you put out a couple of tweets that ended up deleting. That I'm kind of searching for if there's screen caps of. But the one that he did leave says, "Quote: I've decided I'm just going to tell you guys the story myself. Give me a week or two." Oh, that's interesting. I don't really know what that necessarily pertains to, but you know, we've been talking about, he's been off TV for a very long time. There's a battle with uh, WWE over his name, his actual name that they were trying to copyright. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of like weird stuff going on with him and them. I
2: think the name thing, number one is going to be a kind of prominent thing when, if, he tells the real story of what happened, number one. Number two, stop fucking cock and Tell us or fucking don't. Right. Don't be like, and- oh, well, give me a couple of weeks and I'm going to tell you. Stay tuned. No. Fucking tell us.
1: Just tell us. So this is, uh, it says, Alvarez said, and this was on Xavier earlier today quote all i know is that yesterday keith lee tweeted something which he later deleted which said something to the effect of quote gone seven months and virtually squashed my first two weeks back so if that's not exactly what he said put that on alvarez don't put that on me No, I,
2: I like that disclaimer. That was good, smart. I like that. That was nice. That was very actually, nice. you know
1: what? If you've ever had a problem with me, just tweet it at Brian Alvarez. I, I don't know oh. what, how he'll, he'll feel about that, but he'll eventually come to despise me.
2: Hey, you. Should have tried that one about a year ago, anyway. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Oh, I can't tell if you're laughing. I can't hear you. Uh okay. I, said, I just said, hey, you started it. I did. I did. But I I I really thought Again,
1: was, and that I'm praying over us.
2: You know, I really thought it was a good idea until the fucking until you know the, the actual end of the sentence. Uh but anyway, that's that's how I roll. Okay. Anyway, Keith Lee, stop this tease shit. Tell us what the fuck is going on. Or don't. Don't tease it. Don't fucking tickle our little fucking taint. Just tell us!
1: Yes, I do humbly request that Keith Lee does not tickle my taint. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have much choice in the matter because he's a very big and very strong man, but...
2: I mean, if Mia Yim is there, at least you have an excuse.
1: I'd have at least something pleasant to stare at while being worked over by Keithley. I suppose. Just saying. I'm just saying.
2: And uh, but by the way, yeah. As far as a raw review, I, I I did not have internet last night at all. I usually watch raw on Tuesday. Um, I'll usually do a little stuff with uh, NXT. I'll usually try to watch it at work. But I've been this is my today was my first day back in the warehouse. I've been driving for a week, so over a week, a week and a half. So man, I had a lot of shit to do, mm. and they and my fucking been out of propane for a week and a half, too, and I'm getting pissed. Oh. Well, they got a little shitty electric forklift there, but it's really slow. I, it's it's small, so literally I sit on it. I'm fucking 6'2", two, 200 pounds. I feel like my fucking knees are in my throat when I drive it.
1: Oof. I, I've been there before. Oh. Not with forklifts, but like go-karts.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 The go karts I expect to be cramped up. It's a fucking go kart, mm-hmm. but when I you know the propane lift is a it's a big, decent sized lift, about a little eight thousand pounder. So you know it's nice, got some leg room, but I mean not uh, apparently there's a propane shortage, oof about to happen because my propane company is having a problem filling empty tanks right now. Which is their business? They're having a problem getting their big tanks filled because people are allocating how much they can get at how you know how much they can get during a certain amount of time.
1: Some guy in fucking Arlen, Texas, is hoarding propane, <laughs> which is a reference. I really,
2: really thought about going to U-Haul and seeing if they could uh, fill my tank today. I may do that tomorrow. Hmm. I may do that tomorrow. But you guys don't need to hear about my forklift problems.
1: Um, there's been all kinds of weird-ass shortages, though. Because, mm. like, this is different, but I, and I, I kind of get why it's happening, but there's been a chicken shortage.
2: Chicken, there's a shortage of? Um, listen, I'm in the packaging business. There was, it's just starting to come back, like, after this month. There was a paper shortage going on, too. Mm-hmm. And there was a foam shortage because the chemicals to pour the foam come from one place in one place only. I bet you can guess where that is right? China and they couldn't get stuff over here. So there was a foam shortage. They were also allocating. This was when I left my company, you know, back, they were already doing this when I had left uh, my job. What was that? October. That was October. Right. So they were doing that back then. All kinds of shortages have been happening that, you know, if you're, You know, whatever industry you're in, you know about it. You know, uh, like you said, the chicken shortage. If you're in the restaurant business, you know about it. I heard about it because we, a couple of guys at work, have customers that are, you know, uh, slaughterhouses. Chicken's one of the things they do. We sell them wax boxes. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I I actually saw I was at a Hardee's about like hmm. last week or the week before and there was a sign on the counter that was just like we can't give you chicken tenders. Please do not order chicken tenders.
2: Just go to McDonald's, those ain't real chicken anyway.
1: Oh yeah. They <laughs> They can
2: always whip up some of those bad boys. <clears throat> so, yeah, there was like I said there's been a ton of shortages out there. Um obviously I mean, fuel is just flying. The price of fuel is flying up. I'm sorry. I was paying six months ago. I was paying less than two dollars. I'm paying damn near three bucks now. So what? What is it out there, Smart? What's gas out there, man?
1: Probably about that. Probably close to about four at this point.
2: About four. Hmm. Shit! No, I'm I'm talking like in like out here in the country. I paid two eighty nine today. Mm. You're paying like almost like three eighty nine or something like that.
1: Like around that, like the three fifty mark.
2: Oh, good God! I don't.
1: I that's. I saw that in
2: Florida. I got to tell you, I've never seen that here in Texas. Not that high. I've seen like three o five. I think is the highest I've ever seen here in Texas. But give it time. We'll we'll revisit this. <laughs> we'll revisit this again <laughs> in, in a year <laughs> and see where we're at there. But uh what else you got on the uh Keith Lee thing? And again, it, you know, you read that tweet, Mark, that he deleted. I'm sure he was told to delete it because it was the truth.
1: And my pal, stop telling the truth. It it
2: what? Where's the lie? If if that's what he tweeted, if where's the lie? Explain.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, I got to imagine, like, I you know, we don't know why he was on TV for so long, but say it was an injury. Then you you work hard to rehab from your injury to get back into ring shape or whatever, and this is how you get treated. Or worse, you get the old WCW treatment where they're not using you, but they're also not letting you be on TV and you're just sitting around in your hands all day. So it's like either way, you know, it's it's not like a good outcome, whatever it was that he had to endure while he was waiting to get back on TV. Couldn't have been fun. And then he gets back on TV and this is the end result. Yeah, but here's a fact.
2: And you know this for a fact. We've said it and you've agreed. WWE is a petty little company.
1: Oh, for sure. Petty. I mean, the fact we just said, and I think hmm. this might be where you're headed, they tried to copyright someone's actual real-life name. Yeah. They want to literally own you.
2: Yeah, exactly. So basically, you know, if, if it was about that, you know, the whole Keith Lee name, which... I think we're going to get into that. I think that's going to be definitely, like I said, I think that's going to be prominent when he explains this. Maybe he did have an injury while that was going on, but you know, WWE will be like, all right, wh- whatever happened in the case, I got to, it was probably settled out of anywhere. We'll probably never know what happened with it, but uh, it, it. of course, we're never going to fucking know, but they're going to punish him,
3: mm-hmm.
2: And this is how they do it. They, They won't punish you in the back. They'll bring you back. They'll be like, listen, we're going to get you back out there, get you in a few matches, and then boom, you're going to lose this fact. Boom, you're going to lose that. This is just what they do. Oh, no, for sure. Although maybe they're just getting them out there, having a couple of matches, getting the ring rust off them. Maybe they have a plan. You know, this company loves putting putting guys on a losing streak because the best way, Smart to get a guy over is have him lose a shit ton of matches in a row. That's the best way to get a guy over. I mean, take Kurt fucking look at Kurt Hawkins, right? <laughs> he oh. has
1: now impact superstar Kurt Hawkins, aka Brian Myers, I believe.
2: Oh, that might have been a bad example. No, I meant it to be a bad example, goddammit.
1: Anyway, okay. Well yeah, I mean they've done this and they, they did it with Shelton Benjamin a long time ago, like uh-huh. a decade or so. Of just like, all right, so the idea is that he's going to lose a shit ton. And then it's like, well then how does that culminate? I don't know. We'll probably let him go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, why not? Now now you know, now that you've lost a shit ton of matches, then your worth is pretty much, you know, in the dirt. Let's let you go. Let's do that. Meanwhile, luckily him and uh, Charlie Haas uh, did make a good name for themselves on, in ROH. Um, till Charlie Haas did what he did. But anyway, uh, I think the best reply here, though, is our truth as usual. I think you should, dog. Get it off your chest. <laughs> Just now, have her
1: support of our truth
2: There was no accent there. I actually read that actual in words that he said. Just want to let you all know that. Just want to put that out there. Our truth is fucking. We seriously do not deserve the greatness of our truth. And we also don't deserve to have him off of our television as much as he is. That guy should be on TV every week doing something. Every fucking week. Mm-hmm. Every week. God damn it. Put him on both shows. Please put him and Riddle together. Good God. Oh. That would be comedy gold there.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many things you could do with them. Mm.
2: Definitely. Definitely could do some shit with those two right there. I mean, I know they have before, but I I think you could really make a a nice little team out of those two, just going out there and having a great time. You know what? If you ever break up the New Day, I'm not saying they could replace the New Day, but these guys could be another good time, happy-go-lucky type of team. That's all I'm saying. Uh, no one can replace The New Day.
1: So, for sure. All right. and, and it's wild. Like I've been watching a lot of old school, like 2000, 2001, which makes me sad that I have referred to that as old school, though. But <laughs> he's on there. And I'm just sitting here looking at it like he looks older there. Like this motherfucker reverse ages. He looks like he's about 25 at this point. And he's been wrestling for like fucking 25 years.
2: Yeah, Truth is not aging.
1: Is not aging. He he's put out a fucking book. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but he fucking is doing it. I, I, maybe he's
2: still smoking and it relaxes him.
1: That's <laughs> He just smokes a fuck ton of weed.
2: You uh, smoke, remember that time? i never forget that time he was on Raw smoking a cigarette. <laughs> True. Trying to get a lighter from the audience, I think.
1: I think that's what he was doing. <laughs> Paying tribute to his hero, Randy Orton.
2: There you go. Big Show. Remember smoking Big Show? Mm-hmm. I like smoking Big Show, actually. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, yeah. That was great because I was. I think that was WCW one, too. So yeah. the motherfucker was out there smoking and, like, hitting Hurricane Rana. So I like, think it was a lot. Because mm-hmm. he actually used to be an entertaining wrestler. It it's, it's, seems unfathomable at this point. But he used to actually be able to get in there and move. Uh, he
2: was younger. Smart. True. Very true. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do he was younger? Um I'll tell you what, I got one little last one. Again, I don't think we're going to spend much time on this one either. But uh, also over the weekend at a house show, um, Carmella had a little. Oh, yeah. A little uh, as they started calling it after Janet Jackson, a wardrobe malfunction Mm -hmm. is uh, is what she had. Her top literally damn near came off in a match. Dude, I don't know how she kept her top on. I know there's probably some tape involved. But she didn't really try to like freak out, stop the match, get out of the rink. She kept going. Man, I may not be she? the I may not be the biggest Carmelo fan. I gotta give her a little bit of respect for this right here. And kept her top on.
1: True professional.
2: Yeah, you know, if
1: a titty pops out, a titty pops out, the shows must go on. I I will say, though, and this is on it, and this is not just female (laughs) wrestling, male wrestling, too, or whatever. I hate when motherfuckers are supposed to be selling and they're, like, adjusting their attire. Like, worry about your knee pad later. Pull your trunks up later. Like, fucking... It's distracting. Like, you're supposed to be in pain. But you're like, "Ah, I hope nobody sees, like, a little bit of my butt. Like, get out of here.
2: You know who's annoying as fuck with that? And it 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 it's a woman. I'm gonna go ahead and call her right out Rhonda Rousey. Mm. She tugged and pulled on her shorts, but you know what? She did it when she did MMA too. Mm. She did it when she did MMA too, but still she just she's so like twitchy. Which I listen, if anyone watched my YouTube the YouTube video I did, you know, a couple of weeks ago at this point, I'm a twitchy, awkward little fuck myself. I'm ADHD and Nothing
1: I can do about that, but I I can't give you any shit for that because, like, I think a week before that you yelled at me for playing with a magnet for about an hour and a half. Yeah, you were (laughs) because all of a sudden I just hear what is that fucking noise? It's been going on for an hour, and I'm like, oh, uh -uh."
2: I wasn't. It it sounded like you had you know those little things you that are on TV with little balls that go. You know, you got what like five balls, and you click it, and they all click, 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 like back and forth. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I have no clue what that fucking thing is called. A fucking annoying little ball-bearing clinker. That's the scientific name, I believe. <laughs> Sounds about
1: right. Sounds
2: about right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Ball-bearing um, clinker. There you go. But yeah, man, I, I like I said, I, and she was against Bianca Belair. You, you actually, at one point, I think she actually said, my top's coming off, but they finished the match and, uh, you know, can't really can't really shit on her for anything on this one right here. Uh, she kept her top on. That was good. I feel like this is an innovative way
1: to get those house show numbers up.
2: <laughs> and I guess Eva Marie almost got her top ripped off hmm. on Raw. Did you not see that?
1: No, I I saw the Hulu version. So the Eva Marie match was mercifully omitted. Oh, I saw a picture. Anyway,
2: Mm. mercifully (laughs) omitted.
0: (laughs) All
1: right. Oh, shit. Smart. Hit one of yours, brother. You got it. All right. So we're going to transition now from uh, a slightly more tolerable working environment. This is old Malachi Black, oh, aka yeah. former Alistair Black. This is from uh, mandatory.com. Interesting. Which is also wrestle not know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Malachi Black describes the difference between the creative process at WWE and AEW. Malachi Black or Tommy and is already enjoying some of the differences between all of the wrestling in his previous place of employment. A lot of peas there. In WWE in a recent appearance on the professional and the my brain just went to sleep uh-huh. in a recent appearance on the illiteracy podcast on the wrestling <laughs> perspective podcast black praised the collaborative nature of the creative process and pointed to the, some like some of the company's veterans for their willingness to help the other members of the roster he noted how in some ways the attitude towards the pressure of developing storylines is easier to face because there's a genuine optimism about the process i.e that it will actually lead to something Anyways, his words, quote, from what I see, the open lines of communication with Tony Khan is what keeps everyone sane, said Black. Tony is open for everything, wants to talk to everyone, has ideas for everyone, gives everyone a platform to express and create. If you struggle, Tony's there to help you. And a lot of other people are there to help you, too. There is, again, this is a wealth of knowledge that is there to help you. It's not like where a lot of times with the WWE, I felt like we've got to come up with something. Come on, guys. We've got to come up with something. It's got to happen right now. This is what they want. Let's go. And I get it. I mean, there's pressure. Sure. And there needs to be a level of pressure because you also need to be able to withstand that. But I feel here it is, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to figure it out. And they mean it. So... And there's a whole big, this is a very long article, there's a lot of excerpts, one of the other things that I thought was interesting was that one of the people that he is specifically working with that he's crediting for helping to develop him is uh, Snake Robert, so that's pretty cool. Oh,
2: yeah, that can only be a help, in, especially with an evil character, holy shit.
1: Oh, yes, I mean, definitely, you know, go, to go back to what you're saying, there's a wealth of information there available for them to access, yeah. especially with a character like that, yeah.
2: Yeah. And and, and you know what? All this, you you know, they give you the chance to just kind of go out there and have ideas and this and that. Doesn't it remind you of kind of what we saw back when Vince Russo was there and Vince McMahon kind of still filtered everything, but was more hands off and let the let them do their jobs?
1: See, I've never been, I've never picked a side because I find both of them intolerable when it comes to (laughs) Russo versus Cornette. But I will say the one, one thing that I always appreciated about Russo and about that particular time frame, the old Attitude Era, was that there was always something for everyone on the roster. Like, everybody always had shit going on. Like, some of it wasn't always the greatest, but everyone had something to do.
2: Listen, Russo was good at one thing, the trash TV. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, listen, that was the fucking time for it. Jerry Springer was huge. Trash TV was all over the place. How do you think Maury started doing those goddamn paternity tests mm-hmm. and is still doing them? Holy shit, he's still fucking doing them.
1: I mean, like you said, Jerry Jerry Springer had his own movie out at the time. Howard Stern had his own movie out at the time. Yep. Like, <laughs> these people were fucking thriving.
2: I, I, I like that Jerry Springer movie. Uh, yeah. Ring... ringmaster ringmaster Ringmaster. there you go well it had jamie presley in it Mm -mm. do i like me some jamie presley and uh michael john white was in it too wasn't he you know i think so he's a bad motherfucker Mm -hmm. he's a bad motherfucker matter of fact i was gonna watch uh if i couldn't do the show tonight i have all the um i have both of the uh never back down movies i was gonna watch the second one
1: I think I've seen the first
2: one. First one was decent, but he's in the second one, so I want to I want to check that out. It's on Netflix, but like I said, I didn't have internet, so if I didn't have it tonight, I had a couple movies to watch um, already on my my hard drive, which is basically what I had to do last night. Slept on the couch last night too. I can't sleep
0: without my wife here. I'm sorry. I will
1: say I would recommend that to everybody who like you know just regardless of your situation. If you can, if you have the hard drive space available for to you, fucking download at least a movie or two because you just never know when you're going to fucking lose your power and not have access to that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, you can use flash drives. You, look, you got, if you have an 8 gig or a 16 gig flash drive, pop that bad boy on there. Usually most televisions won't read anything over 16 gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, some will. My LG will read up to a, a one. It, there's one hard drive it would read. I think it's called the Easy Store. My wife got it, and it's a three terabyte. I I haven't even close to filled it up yet, and there's thousands of fucking movies on there.
1: Very nice.
2: Just in case, man. I got movies on there. I was flipping through there the other night when the internet, uh, over the weekend, the internet went out. And me and the wife were doing shit around the house and drinking, as usual. Um. And uh, I found, I didn't even remember putting this on there, which shows you it must have been a drinking night. I had all these fucking music videos from like the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. I mean, anywhere from fucking Monster Magnet to fucking The Police, you know, all shit, all kinds of shit on there. And I'm like, where'd this come from? She's like, you put that on there a long time ago. I'm like, I don't remember doing that. But we were doing shit around the house, so I jammed them. There's no shuffle though. That's what
1: sucks. Yeah, that that that's definitely a modern convenience that is hard to sort of reconcile without when you don't have it at your disposal. Yep, no shuffle.
2: But yeah, yeah. At least fill up a, a hard you're you're right. At least fill up a a a flash drive though. That's a that's that's not a not bad advice, Mark. But uh like I said, the, the way he's talking, though, you know, look, we had the veterans there. They're just, you know, Tony comes up. He's got ideas. We've got ideas. We take our ideas. We put them together. And we go, hey, let's go out there and do this. That, listen, if you ever watch Beyond the Mat, that's about how it went mm-hmm. back back then until Vince became a complete control monger. And now rips up, you know, the script 30, 40 minutes before the show goes on. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, these poor fucking writers who fucking sit there and break their ass. Yeah. Imagine them high-fiving. Got that show done. High-five. That's good shit. And then Vince just tears
1: the fucking script up. Love it. Uh, I want to believe he just has like a fireplace everywhere he goes (laughs) and he just chucks that shit in there nah I think he has a little
2: he probably just throws up like confetti in in gorilla position which is exactly (laughs) why
1: we've talked about this before I would love, I would have loved nothing more than to see what Patrice O'Neill's time was there, what that was like because I just don't feel like Patrice would have let Vince chump him out like that
2: and, you know, I never – well, Stephanie was the one who fired him. I never – I don't think he ever mentioned what storylines he had helped with. He might have on one of his shows. Mm-hmm. I'll have to dig into that one day.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to. If anyone knows about that, let me know.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure which ones or if he ever mentioned it. I know he did have a show uh, by himself on Sirius with when Opie and Anthony were, were around. It was called Black Phil.
1: Yeah, Black Phillip. Yeah, that was his thing, Black Phillip. And there's a lot of—I don't know if they're still around there because shit just magically disappears out of these places. But I remember seeing there was a lot of like you know excerpts of that, maybe even full episodes on YouTube. So oh, I
2: used to listen to it. It was amazing. He was so—he was—he so, was—he was one of a kind, man. Absolutely, absolutely one of a of, of a fucking kind. Just. So, I mean, he could be really filthy, but he could also be really, really, like, he would get filthy with it, but he'd also be so correct. You would just be like,
1: this is so captivating. Mm-hmm. Like, and we've talked about this before, but my absolute favorite thing about him was that time he was on one of the news shows, news channels, debating a woman over what can and cannot be considered comedy, what you can't joke about. And she was, like, just dead set on being offended and him being wrong. And there's just certain taboo topics. And he just, the way that he was doing it, had her laughing. And, like, as she started laughing, he would yell at her. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you're supposed to be offended. What's wrong with you? And then she, kept, like, the more he would fucking scold her, the harder she would laugh. So, like he, was, like, he was just incredible like that.
2: He was, man. He was. I mean, I remember watching him on the old uh, Politically Incorrect. Mm, yeah. Okay. With Bill, uh, that was a Bill Bill Maher show. Yeah. You know, I'm, I got to tell you, I, I, Bill Maher. I, I don't always agree with his politics, but I've always been a fan of that guy. Always kind of been a fan of that guy, just for one reason or another. I mean, he's again, I disagree with a lot of things he says. I agree with some of the stuff he says too, though. But um, just always kind of like that guy. But yeah, I used to watch that show with him on it. He used to have a uh, Colin. Oh, Quinn? huh? Colin Quinn. Quinn, on there all the time too, and Jim Norton. When you get Jim, Colin, and Patrice, oh my god, dude! Mm-hmm. Those shows. It, it, if you, I bet you can find some of those on YouTube.
1: Right. Well, there there was one, I think it was from Opie and Anthony, that was like Patrice and Louis talking about like the kind of porn that they like to watch. Mm-hmm. And like Patrice, like calling him a racist for saying that he didn't like black porn, which but it was like he was doing it in such a way that he was just clearly busting his balls. But it's hilarious. Oh, yeah,
2: dude. I, 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 I was such an Opie and Anthony fan back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. So that,
2: that that's why whenever I see Rick Boogs do the rock scream, I think of when they used to have Rock Scream Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah, people would call up and rock scream.
1: See, I, I've heard some, some clips like that was their like kind of heyday. Was at a time when I just didn't have access to that kind of you know, like talk radio all that much. Right. 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 Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm living in the South, all of them was just like the fucking Bubba and Bubba two in the morning. Mm. Like that was how uncreative they were. It's like we're both named Bubba. I'm, I'm Bubba and then I'm Tall <laughs> Bubba. And it's like, ah, oh, Jesus.
2: I'll tell you, if you go back in the early THT archives, you can go on Shout Engine and still check out the uh, THT podcast archives. Me and Mish from Wrestling Soup um, mm-hmm. did a show, and we talked about Opie and Anthony for like an hour and a half.
1: Nice. Like, it's actually just. Uh- Dirk just mentioned Mish in the chat here, because I, I thought I was I thought I was winning. I was having a little pissing contest, and he he put me to shame, because he had he talked about you were he was surprised that you're six two. Mm-hmm. I said I'm also six two, and we're both over the two hundred. I'm not saying how much over two hundred I am, but uh, uh. <laughs> so I was like, oh look at you. I said we're big boys here, and then he wrote back. He's like, yeah, uh, Mish is six four, Bobby's six six. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck.
2: Yeah, and fucking
1: Bobby's the Paul Bunyan of this show.
2: Well. Jesus Christ, we all can't beat Bobby Anthem and you know, fucking talk women out of their pants with five words.
1: <laughs> I feel like he just hands him a business card at this point.
2: <laughs> well, it, he's afraid to speak. He knows what's going
1: to happen as soon as he talks. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> like I said before, I just picture it being like that scene in private parts where the lady's riding the speaker system.
0: <laughs> Howard,
2: I love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was a Howard fan before I was an Opie and Anthony fan, but Howard just turned into the same show. Open Anthony yeah. was always different, dude. Dude, they had guys getting their fucking nuts stung by bees and wasps. Super, <laughs> they called it Super Ball. You can find that on YouTube. You'll thank me later if you want to listen to that. I believe it's an actual (laughs) YouTube video of it, to be honest with you.
1: It just made me laugh, just the fondness that you remember that. It was like, that was was what it was like to be young. They went to Marconi for that.
2: Dude, they've had so many great fucking shows, man, that I remember back then. I used to, I would, they'd be on all day during work. I would bring my little XM roadie. In work with me, I'd pop it in the little thing with my radio, and they would be on the whole day. Well, I'd listen to them. I listen to Ron and Fez. Let me say, Ron and Fez. Honestly, that see you at the end, I stole it from from Ron Bennington.
1: I did. They were California guys, yeah.
2: I think so. Uh, okay. I don't know what Fez is doing. Bennington has a show still with his daughter. Hmm. I with my new car. I got a a year subscription to Sirius. I turned it on. There's Ron Bennington with his fucking daughter. I'm like, holy shit. Look at that. That channel just isn't the same anymore, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, Sam and Jimmy is. Sam and Jimmy. Anyway.
1: Well, yeah, that's the kind of thing that that's something that I imagine all of these talk show people have to deal with. just podcasting as a whole is just taken over and like there's just it's hard to compete because there's just like just regular ass dudes who are putting a lot of these people to shame Mm. yeah and then even you know even if you just prefer the more like established the celebrity ones pretty much regardless of whatever celebrity you want to hear comedian you like whatever everybody's got a fucking podcast I think even Dave Chappelle has a little bit of one going
2: everybody right now does and if they don't they're getting ready to start one
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Jesus Christ! People, people have podcasts called Oral Sessions. God, Jesus Christ!
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, have the podcast with Renee.
2: All right, um, Smark, I think you have one more, and then I want to get into the Matt Cardona stuff. Matt Cardona, Nick Gage stuff. I think that's going right. to be a good little conversation, and we're already. Man, we've gone so off topic so many times tonight, but I'm just—I'm being really lax about pulling us back because I'm kind of liking our other conversations. We can rush again. I didn't see Raw in NXT, so we'll fly through that. But uh, all right, let's—let's um, Mark hit that last one you got, brother.
1: That's right. This is coming from Fightful.com, a man who I'm sure has had many oral sessions. Tony Khan says, I probably underutilize DQ and count out finishes in AEW. I just I love I, every photo of him. He just looks like he's surprised to be photographed. <laughs> Like I'm going I'm going to post it here in the mixle chat but it's just every photo of him he just looks like he's alarmed that somebody is like with a camera is taking his image I, as though it's going to steal his soul.
2: I do love uh, I I love the buddy holly glasses though. I really do. Mhm.
1: Okay. He looks he does look like he would be like a porn star of a just very specific fetish. Um anyways, Tony Khan opens up about His thoughts regarding disqualification and count-out finishes being overutilized in wrestling and discussions discusses, nailed it the first time, (laughs) whether or not he does the opposite. In AEW, no matter how crazy things can get between the multiple participants and outside sources in any match, disqualification finishes are rarely utilized. There have been a couple of flat-out draws, but there is a drastic difference in the number of non-finishes used on other wrestling programs as compared to AEW. Speaking about this on the Way of the Blade podcast, Khan admits that he may underutilize disqualification finishes and countouts, but does not want to let other promotions off the hook for their overutilization of non-finishes. Quote, countout finishes aren't always popular. For me as a promoter, you can count on one hand the number of countout and disqualification finishes that I've done. I rarely like doing I really like doing conclusive finishes but I definitely think a count out is much more conclusive finish than a disqualification. Sometimes there's a storyline reason for both but ultimately it often feels unsatisfying. He continued, "quote I will not let off. I will not let people off the hook for this. Could I take 7. I will not let people off the hook for this. Could I feel like half the matches they wrote it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Because I feel like half the matches on the show are like a disqualification, and it's been that way my whole life with multiple promotions on television. Really, the competitive promotions on television, such a large percentage of the matches ended in disqualification. I found it very unsatisfying. Instead, you watch ECW or All Japan, and there are a lot more finishes and maybe... A happy medium is something like Smoky Mountain was a very well-booked promotion. I have no problem with doing it. Sometimes I probably underdo them to the point where you never see them, Tony admitted. But when we do them, they really do make sense.
2: I I can't say I disagree with his rationale of not using the uh, DQs and count-out finishes very much. Listen, I really think that this guy has been on social media watching for a long time what people have bitched about and with WWE. He's a wrestling fan. There's pictures of him with with WWE wrestlers. Right. You know he's been, from years. You know a few years ago, he's been a wrestling fan. He's seen what people are bitching about. And how many mm-hmm. times do we you know sit there and we're like, holy fuck, the goddamn. You know, oh, the, the shitty, <laughs> shitty ending to a decent main event, right? You know, so I think he's right. If you can find a good happy medium, like like he said in here, if you can find a good happy medium, um, and keep sending crowd home, crowds home happy, then I don't see where where he's going wrong. I actually think it's a a good way to go at this point.
1: Right, I agree with that
2: whether they're going home happy or pissed off, whether the baby faces or heels win.
1: Yeah. Just the idea that you actually saw something play out. Cause that can be some that can be like the biggest problem with wrestling across the board is the idea that it's sort of just a never ending story mm-hmm. where it's like, sometimes it's like, well, okay, I watched this and then nothing really happened. And now I'm going to watch again next week. And maybe something will happen or maybe the same feud will go on again for, three more months or whatever, you know, it's Just yeah, I did, there's no, like, definitive, all right, this is blow-off, but he seems to do a better job with that than most.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could say he has too many run-ins after the match, and, you know, chaotic finishes, and brawls, and this and that, but uh, he's right. At least we finished the match.
1: Right. And, I mean, there is, that. Th- that is kind of the biggest criticism, is that there's just not enough time to let shit sink in, but... Mm. I don't know that. I would rather have too much going on at once than just being like, oh, God, when is something going to happen?" Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I would rather know, you know, what's going to happen, and kind of be like, "Oh shit, what? What are they going to do next week? Now, who who are they going to move on? Or are they going to keep the feud going?" I, I I I think he's kind of doing a good thing here. So as long as it's not. You know, five years down the road, they've only done, like, eight DQ finishes the whole time. Not like I can see into the future, but anyway. All right. Smart. Did you watch any of this GCW show?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. You did? Yeah, this was a homecoming weekend, so it was night one and night two. The uh big sort of important incident happened. It was night one.
2: Yes. I would say definitely big important incident to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, we had kind of uh, we followed a little bit this whole little Matt Cardona Nick Gage thing. Um, that match happened. It was a death match, right? Um, no, I, I mean, obviously, I'm sure most of you by now, by now know Matt Cardona did end up winning that match. Yes, I think we all understand why I don't think mm-hmm. GCW wanted their champion losing to Jericho tonight, which I all think we all knew he was going to lose eventually, um, but man, the hate old Zack Ryder got Mark.
1: right? And I mean, this is two preferences. We were talking about um, the WrestleMania weekend, their show, The Joy Janelle you know, Spring Break, it concluded with Gage winning the belt and Moxley coming up. Mm-hmm. And this is like, this is, a, this is a big deal. This is fucking John Moxley back in, you know, GCW, and he's face to face with Nick Gage. And he's at this time, he's AEW. I don't know if he is AEW champion at this point, but he is still like one of the biggest stars in fucking all of wrestling. And you have the whole GCW crowd just being like, fuck you yeah. <laughs> do it. John Moxley just, and like that, it's just, it goes to show like just how rabid that the fan base for Nick Gage in particular is at GCW. They're not welcoming to anyone who opposes him and he, they're not welcoming to people that they deem to be outsiders. Well, true. They,
2: after the, the match, they pelted, Zack Ryder with uh, I saw water bottles. I saw those uh, 16 ounce aluminum beer, uh, wide mouth beer cans, which they usually open those before they hand them to you. So you can't throw them at people full. Mm -hmm. But even if it's half full and you throw it at someone, it's going to fucking hurt. And I saw right. water and people were hitting him in the head. I listened, this is mostly visual, but I'll play the audio real quick. Well, like I would
1: say, honestly, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was bigger or worse or anything. The only thing that it's comparable to that I've seen mm-hmm. is that bash at the beach moment when Hogan turned heel and they started pelting the NWO with shit.
2: Right. Absolutely. Definitely reminiscent of that. Um, I'll play it real quick. It's only thirty eight seconds. So, uh, but just know at this point, Zack Ryder is bloody as fuck. Mm -hmm. He's in the ring. He's trying to hold up the title, and these fans are throwing everything they can find at this guy. I'm surprised they're they're not fucking throwing chairs in the ring. And I'm surprised. I'm really really shocked. No one thought to do it. Anyway, real quick. Here we go. I got to tell you, he has played this up very well. Mm-hmm. He is willing to take this heel heat, it seems like. And it's it's fun. He said he was going to go to Disney, <coughs> Disney World. He actually took pictures of him with the title at Disney with his wife. Right. Uh, or girlfriend Chelsea, Chelsea Green, whatever she is. No. Um, but I love this one right here. He did put out a tweet. I believe this was the day after. Let's see. This was July 24th. So this was the day after, right?
1: <clears throat>
2: I truly don't understand why the at GCW wrestling universe. Oh, Zach habit. I get it.
1: <laughs> that is wonderful. I love his usage of the GCW universe. Habit, habit,
2: habit. And no, a, and I guarantee a dig. You it's intentional. And a dig. That's a dig. Absolutely. Uh, I truly don't understand why the, let's just say, GCW universe doesn't like me. I was just like you. I was a diehard wrestling fan, too. But then I also started going to the gym, having sex, and actually doing something to chase my (laughs)
1: dreams. is wonderful and, and like to further reference that somebody asked him on twitter to, if he could stop using the term gcw universe to which he wrote back no you fucking mark and i'm just <laughs> like this guy is a great heel <laughs> this guy is phenomenal
2: i think we're about to see some stuff out of, out of uh <laughs> formerly zach Ryder that we're not expecting and uh i think it's gonna be good man i really think this is gonna be some good shit with him but i gotta tell you something um As far as the crowd reaction and the way they reacted, when you tell your fans that they are part of a gang, don't be surprised when they do something like this. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised. Listen, I'm not... I'm not saying this was right, because absolutely it wasn't. Again, if they were throwing full beers or full water bottles, you hit someone in the right spot. You could kill them. Let's face it. Especially with a full beer, an aluminum beer bottle, or beer, whatever you want to call that thing. You could really fucking hurt somebody. But... I'm sorry. When you sit there and convince your fans that they're part of the fucking gang, which I mean, even on the, even on the fucking AEW, he's doing M.D.K. all day, no, all fucking day. But right. yeah, I mean, it, it. Don't be surprised when your fans act like a fucking mob, a yeah. violent mob. They've been told they're part of a fucking gang. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they, like we've talked about we've, some of these, and I know it's a difference between, you know, real life and online or whatever, but some of these fans on like the the, the Facebook groups or on Twitter or whatever, the MDK fans in general, or not in general, but like a select number of them are just, they are fucking crazy. Oh. They are fucking crazy. Um, There was also, there was a little bit of a mini controversy that brewed from those. Um, Dave Meltzer was not a fan. He put out this was on july twenty fifth so this was the following day mm-hmm. uh quote i'm sure people will make i'm sure people will make their lame excuses for it or say how great the heat was, but this crowd reaction was such bullshit and such an embarrassment to the industry there's another one he says i've seen fans taken out on stretchers from fans throwing things at the ring and missing. Blassie nearly went blind from somebody throwing stuff at him and nailing his eye. The list of endless wrestlers and fans hurt. I believe Blassie had a battery thrown at him. I think so too, but he didn't elaborate as to exactly what that was. But I I did hear Alvarez saying that somebody got hit like fucking real bad injury from getting hit in the eye with the battery.
2: Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a D battery at that. I don't, I think on one of the shoots, the U shoots, someone told that story and I think it was Blassie. I might be wrong. Um, But listen, I, I, I don't know if I'll go as far as Meltzer, but I, I don't fucking, absolutely, I don't fucking sit there and condone what they did. You can't do that. That shouldn't have been done. I mean, listen, you want to throw, you know, tickets or paper in the ring and do that? Whatever. Empty cup? Okay. That's fine. But when you start throwing full water bottles and you watch that video, it's all over Facebook and Twitter. You... You guys know how to find shit. I'm not going to fucking insult your intelligence. Um. He, he's getting hit in the head. Like multiple times you saw him get hit in the head with shit. And I mean, I, I, I felt bad for the guy. Meanwhile, I'm liking that he's taking this heat. I'm liking that he's building this heat. And I got to tell you. All this is going to do is make Nick Gage a hell of a, ba- of, of a babyface when he gets that fucking title back in GCW, which he's going to fucking do. Right. Gage, after this little stint in AEW, when he goes back, I don't know how long he's going to be in AEW. I got a feeling this is probably one and done. But this is going to make him a fucking huge babyface when he gets that fucking title back for that company.
1: Right, and then we were talking about, like, he put out the tweet that, you know, like, shortly thereafter the match, and then they had another night. They had oncoming night two, or day two, however you want to look at it. But, like, almost every match, there was a fuck Dave Meltzer chat just (laughs) over and over again. And somebody, and I'm going to post it in the Mixler chat, put his tweet verbatim with a photo onto a t-shirt. So oh. they were, like, basically selling Fuck Dave Meltzer t-shirts. And so it's just, like, this is wild. Like, I, like, it's not the best way to conduct yourself, and I don't really advocate for people, like, just throwing shit into the ring because people can get hurt like that, but just response to it is just so fucking crazy. I love it.
2: Oh, my God, they
1: are. <laughs> this is great. Like, they, they do a really good job of, like, marketing the us versus them mentality like they really do feel like outlaw wrestling at times. Oh, I like it, man. I am
2: I'm, I'm liking what they're doing. Again, I'm not condoning what those fans did. That was awful. Uh again, you you want to throw paper, a cup, what some yeah, whatever. But water bottles and beer bottles and that's just that that that's fucked up. You can really fucking hurt somebody. And like I said, you saw this guy getting hit in the fucking head, fucking bottles bouncing off his fucking head. He took it, man. And, oh, yeah. and and he took everything Gage gave him in that match. Now, Smart, you watched the match more than me. How brutal was it?
1: It was pretty it was pretty brutal. I mean, you know, it wasn't like the most violent thing I've ever seen, but he was out there taking it. There was a cool little he brought because he just he's doing a great job of making his character out to be as hateable as possible. There was a like glass stand full of his action figures. Of oh. like the action figures that Cardona collects. Because uh-huh. the whole this a whole idea is like there's this cool badass rebel Nick Gage, and you have this guy who like has a YouTube show where he plays with action figures, and like he's just getting the most out of the fucking heat possible out of this, and <laughs> I just love it. Mm. like it, it it was great it was great there, there it was actually kind of it's interesting and i don't know how long they're going to keep this up here for because it, it, but it, like just the overall topic i find interesting well there was a guy who basically fan cam filmed the match and has it up on youtube oh. now fan cams are a big thing with ecw but like he recorded it off of his phone and so far it's been up but it does kind of pose an interesting question of how much of that's going to be allowed yeah, and I, I kind
2: of I, that might be the video I watched because I kind of flipped through it a little bit, but I don't know, man. I, I he better watch what he's doing because WWE is going to want him back if he starts getting over.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was a very weird thing because I was catching up on some of the wrestling that I hadn't seen, and that same day I watched the yeah I watched him versus uh Nick Gage and then I watched Slam Aversary because I had heard good things about it. And he's literally the exact opposite character there. Mm. He's like the resilient plucky underdog face. So like I watched him be like this the fucking this guy who got this big pop up from the crowd because he had he had a like mystery mixed tag match. So he brought out you know the big surprises obviously Chelsea Green he brought her out and they were these you know big face duo And they ended up winning their match, and the crowd was loving it. And then I was watching him versus Nick Gage, and everybody was just like, man, fuck you, you piece of shit. We hate your guts. And it's just like that happened within like two weeks of each other. It's such (laughs) a wild thing to see.
2: It is, man. But like I said, he is really playing up the heel. He's taking the heat. He's making it worse. And like I said, man, when Gage comes back, he is going to be an ultra babyface for this company, which – I know it's kind of, I mean, he's been that for a while, but this is just going to make it even better for him, man. Even fucking better. And, and, and you know, once again, I, I want to say one more thing. Congratulations to GCW and Nick Gage, man. This is huge for both these companies.
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: Or both that uh, were both the company and Nick Gage. So, and, you know, definitely going to get more eyes on it, even though they didn't mention GCW, but. Right. Yeah. But I thought that was a cool video they did for Gage tonight showing all his little uh, uh, deathmatch accomplishments. Do you call those accomplishments?
1: I mean, I I would guess so. His career retrospective of uh, the sort. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure that's the right word to use. Uh, But um, anyway, Zach. What, What I did
1: think was slightly telling was during that montage that they put together, they were showing all these clips None of the clips were credited to GCW. Mm-hmm. It was credited to this to like an actual person that had taken footage like at shows. Right. So I think that's kind of interesting. That might be a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to what their relationship status is. is but we'll see.
2: No. I mean, let's face it. I I I I would think that GCW probably <laughs> one way or another gets about as many eyes as Impact. mm Hmm. They just might not know that the eyes are being put on it. <laughs> what? Those savvy fans. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. All right. Well, that's pretty much all the... I think that's all the news we have, Smart. Now, once again, I didn't have any internet last night. So, Raw, we already touched on one thing with it, with the uh, Keith Lee thing. Yes. Was there anything else on Raw that we needed to get into, um, and I also didn't get to see NXT. I'm sorry. I was a bad wrestling fan. I'll get someone to spank me when I have time. Okay. (laughs) So... (laughs)
1: The kind of I will say just off the top of my head, like there's a match between Matt Riddle and John Morrison that if you like have to seek out anything, that would be the thing you would want to watch because that was really good. But everything else, I will describe it as this, the kind of third line through the show, the sort of plot point from the beginning to the end was that it, it starts off with Charlotte coming out and she's talking shit about how awful Nikki is and how much of an embarrassment it was to lose to her. And, and Rhea Ripley comes out and they have Nikki in the ring and they're both fighting over who should have the right to beat her at SummerSlam for the belt <laughs> while she's in the ring. It's like she even says, she's like, you know, guys, I could win this match. And they're just like to kind of laugh it off. So like the whole sort of there's multiple segments in the show where you have rhea ripley talking about how she wants nikki to beat charlotte has charlotte about how again how embarrassing it was to lose to nikki and how she's going to beat her tonight because they have a match so like the whole show is basically built on like rhea and charlotte taking turns with like just how much of a fucking joke nikki is and how embarrassing it would be to lose to her so the main event is of course charlotte versus nikki and of course what happens charlotte wins And the show ends, I swear to God, the show ends with Nikki talking about how before she thought that she could have a chance against Charlotte, and now she knows that she could beat her someday. Mm. And I'm just like, this is the Mm -hmm. fucking worst way to build somebody. (laughs) Where she's just like, I I tried my best, and now I believe that I can. (laughs) Not 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 that she did, but just I believe that I can do it. Yeah. I, I I dude at this point and
2: a, anything they do with Rhea is just too little, too late. Nothing you can do at this point. I, I think they're she's unsavable. I really do. They made her a joke.
1: Yeah, she might still have a chance, but like the way that they're doing this Nikki thing it's just it's so I feel bad for her because it's not her fault, really, mm. but it's just like they're making her out to be this total joke, and then she's going to lose, and then that's going to be it. <laughs> like that's all it is. Well, I mean, I know she's getting
2: TV time now, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. This character is uh is not really gonna last as long as I think we want it to. So, or I don't know, whatever.
1: And speaking of, I was trying to see if I could find like a transcript of this end promo, because it's it's actually pretty fucking funny. But when you type in Nikki N I K K I, the first thing that comes up is Nikki Benz. So just more shit that they don't want people finding out about when you look people up.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Um, All right. All right. That's it on raw. Nothing else.
1: I mean, that's really about it. Like, there was a uh, the big, big part of the show was dedicated to that feud. Like I said, there was multiple segments. That, uh, as I said, the John Morrison Matt Riddle match was really good, but then a lot of it was just shit that we've seen before. There was another Viking Raiders versus AJ Almost match. Like, You know, again, we talked about briefly the Keith Lee Kerry and Cross match. That was eight minutes, four of which were commercial, and Keith Lee lost again. Mm. I mean that's pretty much it.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now the only thing I know that happened on NXT Smart is Ridge Holland came back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now yes. I I know that uh, real, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I know that th- this was on Sci Fi this week because of the Olympics, mm-hmm. and don't forget SmackDown this week and I believe next week is on Sci Fi also.
3: Right.
2: So uh, but the only thing I really saw or heard about was Ridge Holland returning, which uh if you guys remember, he went to catch, I believe it was Oni Lorkin he caught and his legs just if you guys remember the video, it was not good to see.
3: No.
1: His, it was basically another Sid situation.
2: Oh, but he he his ankle gave out, his knee gave out. I think he might have done something to do it, like his femur. The dude, his leg just said not gonna fucking happen, and uh, gave out on him. But I'll tell you what, man, for this guy not to be out for a year or more, I am fucking amazed. Right? Absolutely amazed at how quick he came back from all those injuries. So. I uh, give it to Ridge Holland, but uh, what else happened?
1: All right. So we talked about that. opening segment done in Lurkin. One it was uh, Champa and Thatcher that they were competing against. I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. But then I saw a lot of people that were saying it was really good. Like oh. Brian over put it over big time. Um, I'm looking through the recap here. It was given an A minus grade from Bleacher Report. Oh. So people were really digging it. Um, after that, we, we had talked about this last week, but this was the, the actual segment that had happened because I guess it shows him in taped, but you had Joe come out, he handed Regal a couple of different papers. Like the first paper was his resignation. And then the next paper was a match. Uh, contract for him versus cross right so now he's officially not a member of like the authority group now he's an actual active competitor because apparently the idea was that regal was going to fire cross but he's like oh you know i got a better way I, I think i should be able to rough him up so that's ended up being what happened with that they did another breakout tournament match at carmelo hayes versus josh briggs it was i thought it was all right josh briggs is a big big man um but, you know, they put over the fact that we've already seen Carmelo Hayes before a couple of times. He had that match with Adam Cole. He had a match against Kushida. So he's already gotten some screen time in the past. And uh, he ended up winning that one, Carmelo Hayes did. I thought it was pretty good. Um, interesting part here, though, is what happened after that. You had Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez in the ring. And Dakota Kai is basically just being Raquel's hype woman just saying that they're only like a month away from their next takeover and nobody has stepped up to try to challenge Raquel because Raquel's so dominant. She's been going through any, everyone and anyone. And she wants to know who's going to be the next person that tries to take Raquel Gonzalez's belt from her. Uh, well,
2: I know where this is going. And
1: it is because she ends up blindsiding Raquel when her back's turned and mm. it's like, it was it was pretty cool, though, because like the last line that she said before she turned on her was as long as I'm by your side, you're never going to lose that belt. And then she immediately turns on it. So I was like, Ooh, that's pretty clever.
2: That was that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. You you, you kind of knew where that was going as she was putting her over there. hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's something we had talked about, how it would be better. If Dakota turned on Raquel, because Raquel is already kind of being turned baby by the crowd anyway. Right. At this point, we, I'm not the crowd, but basically, I mean, she just the way she works and what she does. Everyone's loving her.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, she's gotten over quite well with the crowd, like you said. Yeah yeah and i absolutely. think there's thing this works out better for everybody because in the matches that kai has been given lately she's been having some pretty good performances too so everyone's going to go on to better things i think with this i don't think there's like a clear-cut jennetti where somebody's going to be fucked after this happens but oh G- well G- i guess choice of words there but
2: yeah definitely uh anyway um.
1: <laughs> so again, after that one, you had Kate. Kate, this is a tough. Tough words to say. You had Team K sound. Caden Carter versus Casey Catanzaro, <laughs> Frankie Monet and Jesse Camero. You're not done with the K's yet. See why I call
2: them KC squared? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So this is a little bit surprising is that they ended up uh, Frankie Monet ended up eating the pinfall on this one. So mm-hmm. she's only really been out there for a couple of weeks and. She's already taken that L.
2: Good time to start that loss uh streaks, Mark. Cuz again, <laughs> that's how you get someone get that's how you get someone over in WWE. You uh you lose a shitload of matches. Especially mm. especially a girl built like that who looks like she could take out anybody on your roster. Right, even Raquel. Indeed, so,
1: indeed. Yeah, so uh, anything else on NXT, man? A couple of quick things. You had a there's a hit row segment where they kind of took turns going back and forth from English to Spanish, making fun of Legado del Fantasma. They set up a match next week, it's going to be a tag team match. Uh, wild, and I always forget one of their names Mendoza. Oh, uh, yep, yeah, wild Mendoza. Uh, they're going to be taking on, I believe, it's Top Dollar and the other guy, the guy that was not uh, Adonis, Shanti think, Adonis. There you go. So that's going to be for next week. After that, Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. It was it was all right. It was kind of short. Adam Cole ended up winning. Um, But I was always, of course, was saving the best for last. There was a couple of different segments throughout the show of golfing. So you got golfing with L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. Which you basically just have right now you're having Cameron Grimes try his hardest to not have LA Knight suck the charisma out of him and every segment that they're (laughs) in together. Guy is doing his very best. Well, anyways, uh, Knight ends up hitting one of the golf shots into the water. And so he makes Cameron Grimes dig it out, of course. And I feel like this was entirely a choice that Grimes himself made, which is a reason why I like him, is that he's taking off. his. He's got these shoes on. He's got these golf shoes on. He takes the golf shoes off. His socks are still on as he walks to the water. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they're very clearly establishing the fact that his socks are going to be wet as fuck, which I thought was a good choice to make. There's another like they, they're going back and forth as he's like trying to fetch fetch this. Water the ball out of the water. Rather, you have on a golf cart. Out comes Ted DiBiase, and he gives him this pep talk. He says, "You know that he thinks Grimes is better than this," and Grimes says, "You know he's just keeping his word and honoring the stipulation of you having to be Knight's butler." And he tells he tells him, "You know that what matters more is that he does what he thinks is right." sticks up for himself and he's a man. So the final segment of this is, I thought it was fucking amazing. You have, I always forget grizzled young veterans. Mm. They're on the golf course too. And they have a little fucking banner. They have their little like merchandise over their golf cart, which is funny to me. (laughs) they, They cannot resist a chance to tell you that they are the grizzled young veterans. So they're given L.A. Night shit about just like he doesn't belong there and they're taking too long and they're just ruining their golfing outing and Cameron Grimes goes to stick up for him or whatever and he ends up Grimes ends up taking a golf swing and the way that they film this is great. Cause on like on the backswing, he ends up hitting Knight in the nuts oh. with the golf club. And then on the like on the backswing after this, he ends up hitting him in the head. <laughs> so he gets like hit in the nuts and the head simultaneously. Grimes doesn't see this. So he just turns around and sees Knight laid out. So he thinks Grizzled Young. Veterans did it and he gets in their face and I guess they're going to be having a match soon. But just the cinematography of it, <laughs> uh, if he likes slapstick comedy, it was just wonderful.
2: Well, and the reason uh grizzled young veterans probably had their name all over their golf cart is because no one else would know who in the living fuck they
1: were. <laughs> That's the great thing about them is they literally say we're the grizzled young veterans and every one of their promos. And I still sometimes am like, wait a minute, who are those guys?
2: I, I, I couldn't tell you their names separately. Number one, uh, uh, one has hair, one doesn't. That's mm-hmm. what I know. One's got really long hair. One has no hair. Um, Good.
1: I want to say Drake and Gibson. I know one of them is named Gibson, but I don't – one of them might be Drake. One of them might not be Drake. Mm, Okay. There you go. Okay.
2: If you say so, I'm
1: going to go with it. (coughs) Oh and the official we talked about this last week How they're like the way was fighting And you just see Austin Theory walk out They are officially saying that he ran away (laughs) They are treating this grown man as though he is a 12 year old child And like a lot of people think this is fucking ridiculous and hate it But I actually think it's kind of funny I hope it's okay (laughs) They just said that he ran away just took his stuff and just left
2: Took his ball and went home (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right Good shit there. Ah, oh, shit. All right. I guess that was NXT.
1: Yeah, it was an ROH. Right All
2: right. Which means I guess we jump into AE dub and then we uh, hop on out of here. Yeah. This was Fight for the Fallen, smart, night one. Indeed. Um, we started out with a 10 man elimination tag match. Really good video for Adam page in the dark order and a really good entrance. I thought that was a great start to the fucking show right there. The video they showed for Adam page talking about being a, you know, being a real cowboy. You you don't have to wear a hat to be a real cowboy. (laughs) That's right. Travis Tritt agrees with that.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Never wore a hat. Country singer. Um, But I I thought the entrance, though, with Dark Order and Page was really good, how they all kind of came out together. And um, and then the Elite came out with Don Callis in 1970s basketball shorts, Mark.
1: They were doing a Space Jam motif.
2: It was literally just a commercial for Space Jam, and I got to say, cringe. Mm. A little cringe.
1: Then I think you. I think I can already guess how you felt about. There was a spot at one point where they put a actual regulation size basketball on the outside, and somebody was dunked upon. They used it. It was like one of the bucks dunked the basketball as the other one hit a melter driver. Yeah, it
2: did it, it, the 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 whole space. Look, I get it. You're 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 sponsoring a movie. That's that's great.
1: Good old synergy.
2: But this was. Probably not the right match to, I don't know, the right time. I mean, those guys are the right guys to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They're douchebags. And for some reason, I don't know why you would want the douchebags promoting your movie. Wait a minute. maybe Those weren't the right guys. Now I'm thinking about it.
1: I'm not sure that you want the heels promoting your movie. I don't know.
2: Do you want them? promote I don't know. Do you want the bad guy? I mean. I mean, LeBron's got to hate it anyway, so.
1: (laughs) You think LeBron's not a big Kenny Omega fan? I don't know.
2: I have no clue, to be honest with you. I don't watch basketball, so what LeBron thinks means absolutely zero to me. Um,
1: I would love to know what LeBron's thoughts are on AEW.
2: I really don't give two shits. Um, But. I do want to say one thing. Stu Grayson pretty much ended Mm -hmm. up being one of the highlights of the night of this fucking match. That dude was fucking all over the ring until he got eliminated. And he did that fucking moonsault. That corkscrew moonsault outside the ring where no one caught him. Mm -hmm. They fell, but they didn't catch him. And, I mean, he went limping away. I think it was a reason he was out of the match a few minutes after that. But, man, he was definitely one of the highlights of this match, in my opinion.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. He bumped his ass off. Mm. And they were even putting him over as being, like, one of the more underrated talents that they had on their roster on Mm. commentary. So it was a good night for
2: him. He was great. Silver, always good. Um, But, yeah, this was a – listen, I'm not going to lie. This was a good match to start with. Definitely got the crowd fucking hot and going and ready for the shit that's about to happen. Um, I enjoyed it. Omega ended up hitting Page with uh, one of his belts. I don't even know which fucking one it was, which gave him the moment uh, momentum to uh, hit two V triggers, I believe, and a one-winged angel.
1: That's right. And the stipulation was basically that if they that if the Dark Order team were to lose, that Page would end up kind of having to temporarily at least relinquish his number one spot so he wouldn't be getting that title shot.
2: Right. Right. And I think we all knew what was going on with that. Again, man, they are trying to make Hangman Adam Page a very sympathetic babyface before they strap that fucking title on him. hmm And I think they're doing a great job at it. So, I don't know. I think when they put that fucking title on him, he is real. We've said before, a long time ago, Jericho said they're going to make a huge star out of this guy. I see where they're going. I see where they're going with it. So, I think it's going to be good shit when he wins that fucking title. Such good
0: shit. Indeed.
2: Indeed. (sighs) Um, Now, Smark, do you think Pac knows what a limo is?
1: Good question. They had him looking very uh, dejected that his friends were not there with him. Um, Apparently, there there was some flight issues or what have you. The the travel bug strikes again, and you had Andrade and Chavo come out, and he said that he had, you know, never worry. I, I sent a limo for them, and then they explained to him what a limo was, and he never really confirmed or denied whether or not he knew what a limo was. He listened thoroughly as though he were like trying to comprehend the premise.
2: uh, That and they never followed up on this fucking storyline. Did we ever see these guys show up?
1: We sure didn't. So I wonder if that was like something on purpose or if they were just like they didn't get there in time. I don't
2: know. But what a fucking waste. I honestly I would have cut that part and given Starks more time to go in there and fucking talk shit about Cage.
1: Yeah, maybe you don't air that until you know for sure that they're going to be there.
2: Ooh, there's an idea, Mark. Oh, my God. I
1: really want to know more about that, though, because I, up until just now, I had forgotten that that happened.
2: Zero, because there was zero follow-up. There was no yeah. reason for you to remember because they didn't follow up on it.
1: Oh my god, I would love nothing more than just like they show like the very next thing they show then the next episode dynamite was is just like Pentagon and Phoenix walking around an empty parking lot looking <laughs> dejected.
0: <laughs> I thought they were gonna wait here in
2: North Carolina. Where
0: where where where'd they go?
2: All right. I don't know. I just thought what a fucking waste of a segment. I don't know if it was pre-taped. And they decided, let's just show it. But, I mean, it was funny. I'm not going to lie. Chavo having to explain to Pack what a limo is. It's a big car you ride people around in. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, we kind of rolled into the little next little segment here where Taz introduces uh, Ricky Starks, the new FTW champion. There's kind of like a... Like a Louisiana jazz band, that would you
1: call them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Orleans. The New Orleans Jazz Band is what they referred to him as a couple of times. Yeah. It's, which was two yeah. of my favorite things of the night in this segment. Just A, seeing Taz just enthusiastically dance atop his podium mm. to, to to the jazz band playing. And it's great. There's definitely going to be gifts of that some, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and then not only that, but Jim Ross shitting all over the jazz band, which I'm not sure if he was supposed to do or if it was just Jim Ross being Jim Ross. Because he, he goes, I think you know, I think I saw that trumpet player working in catering earlier.
2: Yeah, well, he might have been right. The trumpet player got knocked out. Um, but it was just Ross was on another level tonight. I mean, at one point he called the uh, Hicaleo versus uh, H- Hicaleo. right? Mm-hmm. Is that close enough?
1: Yeah, no, it's Hicaleo.
2: Okay. Versus Lance Archer, he called. <laughs> this match is and shoe ugly. Just a fight.
1: Which, so, of course, mm-hmm. if you've kept up with Jim Ross vernacular, if you followed him for any stretch of time, <laughs> you know that that's his way of saying, I don't like this match.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, which I I I gotta disagree with him. I thought this was actually a good match. Two big, tall motherfuckers going in there, as Big E would say, "fucking meat on meat." Mm-hmm. Just fucking going in there. I didn't think the match was bowling shoe ugly at any point. I thought these guys were doing really good in the fucking rings. So I I I don't know where he got that from, but uh, Archer did retain in that match. So we can you know skip talking about that. But uh don't worry. We'll get into uh, who Archer's opponent is in a couple minutes here,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but um, I, I I also noticed during the Starks thing, I believe he called Brian Cage inbred.
1: You know, he might. Have. Yeah, he did actually, because like he was like he was trying to explain why Brian Cage wasn't as smart as the rest of the members of Team Taz, and he definitely referred to him as inbred. I believe he did. I believe he did. Um, I also enjoyed how he said that you know. When Brian Cage – as Brian Cage was just out there starting random shit with people on Twitter, he was – Ricky Starks was out there trying to become a star, which was pretty great. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I like Cage. I like Cage too, but he's, he's definitely confrontational with people on Twitter, which – hey, it's his Twitter. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. But I just enjoy occasionally seeing just long threads of him just fighting with random fans about just mainly non-wrestling related shit. Like, he gets into Uh, personal arguments with people about comic books and video games and shit. And I just kind of like how he just made that dig on him. Gets a little passionate, man.
2: You know, but Mm -hmm. eventually, after the shit talk, Cage comes out. um, He gets in the ring. Starks throws flowers at him
1: yes he had orange flowers
2: and he orange run. roses i think or, even uh, yep and he uh and then he ran good chicken should heal
1: again at one point cage breaks the trumpet that the trumpet player is playing yeah to which jim ross throws in a nice little subtle dig of there's no place for trumpets and wrestling and i was <laughs> like oh why why you gotta pick on poor half like that xavier well i I like Colin him Javier I know it's a savior you like Colin him Javier that's fine oh javier it's, it's a thing it's a it's a reference, but yeah it's Javier We did a reference, so we'll talk about it next time,
2: yeah, javier is the guy at work I was covering for, so fuck that guy uh.
3: I actually
1: said was- I'll make it real quick. You were talking about borrowing things from radio DJs and whatnot. There's this guy, this is a sports radio guy, Dan Lebetard, and he has his dad, oh. Poppy, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. on all the time. And he's this guy. He's a he's a smart motherfucker because he's an engineer, but he's this he's this old Cuban man, and he likes. Calling people who's very clearly are not Hispanic, he likes giving them Hispanic names. So, like, if somebody's name is Xavier, he'll call them Javier or something. <laughs> or just like, you know, if it, their name's like Justin, it'll be like Justine or whatever the fuck. Like, just he just likes do that's his stick. And I always thought that shit was funny, so I like carrying that over.
2: Ah, uh, used to be a guy that I used to listen to, and my dad actually used to listen to him in a, in a Miami called his name was Neil Rogers. Show sure got syndicated for a while before he passed away. Anyone who called his show and like if he found out they were Mexican or Spanish or of any descent, he would just call him Julio. From then on, he would call him Julio. The whole conversation. He'd be like, so Julio. uh, (laughs) He did it for years. He did it. Years and years and years before he passed away. (laughs) But that was it, and you know, if you called in with the, definitely, if you had the accent, he'd be like, "So Julio, keep going." And the guy would be like, "My name's not Julio." He'd be like, "I don't care. You're Julio today." And he would just keep talking.
1: For today you are. For today, you're Julio.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you though, that was one of the first first shows my dad got me like where I realized I enjoyed talk radio. Then I found my kind of talk radio, and then it was even more. So, um, Anyway, after this little uh, segment with Starks, Tanahashi popped up and challenged the winner of tonight's uh, IWGP United States match.
1: They've got so much shit going on right now that that was an afterthought. Like, you literally had Japanese John Cena... Just be like, hey, you know, I actually want to challenge for that belt too. They're like, all right, cool, great.
2: Yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but I think you're right. I saw. A lot I mean, of... he's
1: been like multiple time world champion. He's like not their top guy right now, but he's definitely one of their biggest stars. And he just like casually did this sent in this video package of like, hey, if, if it's not too much of a bother, I would like to be the next challenger. And they're like, oh, hey, cool, Tanahashi's here. All right, but, but well, next next thing. But mark the the
2: forbidden door.
1: That's right. The I old mean, forbidden door has even, been demolished.
2: Even Moxley mentioned the forbidden door tonight <laughs> with the <laughs> flask in hand.
1: Which I, 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 we'll just have to we'll talk about it now. Christopher Kane in the chat is right. So John Moxley is out of shape. <laughs> yeah, I love dude. John Moxley, and I have no room to talk. But it just made me laugh because he's just sitting there chugging this flask. He's got like the liquor belly going on right now, and he, he's just like, "I'm tired of motherfuckers turning down my challenge." It, it, it,
2: it's not even that, dude. I gotta say, I look he, even his face looks fat right now.
1: Yeah, listen. he looked like he had been like kind of on a bender. Uh, I, I, I don't want to speculate, but he did look like somebody who has uh, drinks, drinking some Jag Daniels in his life.
2: New baby. Mm-hmm. Shit's gonna happen right now. Give him a little time. But right even I'm like, dude, his face even with I mean now he's got the beard, which I'm like, that makes him look even fucking fatter. Now he just looks like Dad Bod Marksley. Not, dad bod biker Marksley. That's what that's what he looks like at this point. But he even mentioned the forbidden door smart. The forbidden door has been broken open, and you're not going to like what you find on the other side. <laughs> That's about what he said.
1: And passed out on your kitchen floor. <laughs> it's like when you open the forbidden door, you will find me, and I have been in a stupor. And it's, it's been a long week.
0: Uh, shit.
2: Anyway, I saw a lot of people excited Tanahashi was even on. Aew people were thinking he was gonna do this match in the United States and they were flipping out and then we find out no it's gonna happen no the winner's gonna travel travel over to <laughs> New Japan and
1: people were like
0: oh what
2: happened
1: I did feel bad for some of the more diehard Aew just wrestling fans in general, because I was following some of these reactions. And people were deflated that Hangman lost. And I felt bad, too. You know, but whatever. That's kind of the point is you're supposed to feel sympathy towards him. Right. So, like, everybody gets deflated. And then you get the Tanahashi video. And everybody's like, oh, shit, I got tickets for this show. I've got tickets for this pay-per-view. What if he's wrestling then? What if he's wrestling there? And they announce that it's like, nah, this this happened in Japan. yeah, And they're just like, uh, ah. Yep.
2: Just instant limp. Wah, wah, wah. All right. Oh, speaking of wah, 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 FTR comes out. Oof.
1: Wh- what? Now, just as, the, as we'll talk about it as it progresses. But
2: Ooh, they come out with Tully. Uh, Santana and Ortiz come out with Conan, which at this point, can we just fucking call him LAX? <laughs>
1: Actually, you can't. And here's why. Again, I with know. the weird continuity, I swear to God, a fucking like is going to open because I've been <laughs> watching all these different shows. They did. Uh, MLW did Battle Riot over the weekend, and I wanted to watch it because Dario Quato is there and I will watch whatever fucking promotion, regardless of how good or bad it is, if you promise me Dario Cueto. So I did. And anyways, not a bad show. But anyways, um, Conan. Brought out in the segment with Dario Cueto he brought out the third iteration of LAX. And now, mind you, this show was filmed earlier in July, but this show happened this weekend. So, and then several, but then you, so you have him announcing the third iteration of LAX hmm. on like Saturday, it was. And then on Wednesday, he's managing the second version of LAX. So it's like, this shit is just weird and hard to keep up with a little bit. Man,
2: probably hard for Conan to keep up with.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even know if, it, if if Conan can be accused of being racist, but like just the idea that he just keeps randomly like, any two Mexican guys are just you're all X now. It's like Conan, it doesn't work that way, dude.
2: It works when you're getting a paycheck from each company that wants you to say it. Um, True. So.
1: I don't know though. Like the second version, in my opinion, was better than the first version. Yeah. So we'll see what these guys do. It seems like eventually you're gonna get law of diminishing returns, but it seems like every time Conan finds a new LAX, they're better than the last. Yeah,
2: maybe they can uh, all have a reunion one day.
1: Mm. It's mm. just it's like Conan's playing the long game, and this is just a way of forming a really elaborate stable.
2: No, at that point it'll really be like the airport crowded and a bunch of shit going on. True. There you go. See, see. I, I got plans, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. FTR won this match, and I gotta tell you, I don't think they should have. I That's really do Did
1: you see there was an injury?
2: I did. I I saw that it looked like uh, Wheeler Cash Wheeler. Right? Yeah. 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 Go ahead.
1: No, just he he ended up getting injured. I actually had some lag on my end. I think he ended up hitting the po- up the post with his arm.
2: Yeah, looked like he did.
1: Oh my god! And then, and then like shortly thereafter, they ended up finishing the match. And it seemed like it was plausible that that could have been when they wanted the match to end, but it was just starting to get good. Right. So it was like kind of unfortunate watching it. And then, like immediately after that, Dax. You know, he gets the pinfall, he wins. I I don't think they should have won either. But he, like, immediately rushes out to check on him. And, like, it does not look good. And I will post it. Mm. They, oh, they, well, okay, all right. It looked like for a minute, and I don't think it is. I think it was just a bandage because he he cut it. He cut his arm.
2: Yeah, they said he was. But, like, Ross said at one point, his arm is busted open.
1: Yeah. Well, because like, I'll post it here in the Mixler, but it looked like, From the quality of the video and just the little white part, it looked like bone to me at first. Like, seeing the picture now, seeing it slowed down and not live, at first it looked like bone, though. And I was like, holy fuck, he is going to be out for a minute.
2: Yeah, I can't see much from that picture, but uh, that does not look good. Uh, The trainers were out there. They were bandaging him up. That does look like something coming out of his. It could be a bandage he's holding in his hand. You're right.
1: Yeah, I think it is just a gaw, but at the time and like as it's going on, all you see is a white part yeah. like, almost sticking out of his arm. It almost looked like it was protruding, so it's like, oh, shit.
2: Yeah, and the way that picture is, the more I focus in on it, it's not going to – it's not clearing
1: up. Right. So – but anyway, I it, it, I hope he's all right obviously well the crack staff at e-wrestlingnews.com oh. says that he's said to be okay so it depending on how you feel about the uh, fine folks at e-wrestlingnews.com well
2: I'm sure they're 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 completely credible I'm glad he's okay uh, all right let's move on here then um Britt Baker I loved this little little shout out. I guess you could call it. She's talking about how she made Nyla tap out with a broken freaking wrist. hmm I think we know who that was a little shout out to. Obviously, a little Kurt Angle shout out there. Um I thought that was kind of cool though. Mm-hmm. She always dig puts a little a little something, something in her. I mean, she's worn outfits that were, you know, dedicated to Scott Hall and things like that. She always puts a little something. In in her promos or in her uh, entrances uh, for pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, the whole homages.
2: There you go. Now, Smart, they were promising Tony Khan had this announcement.
1: Yes, the grand announcement of Tony Khan.
2: And we get Tony Schiavone out there announcing that Rampage is in Chicago August 20th. And they're calling it the first dance.
1: Yes, that's it. It's true. Well, <laughs> then I thought at first it was going to be like Tony Codby had like, you know who we, you know who we have? have yep. <laughs> just to- fucking Tony Schiavone, just taking over these big announcements. Yeah, I, I
2: don't know. I guess there we go. It's uh, good. Another Chicago show. Awesome for them, right there.
1: Well, no, I mean, they, they were teasing. A certain thing because you you have these 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 crowds chanting this person's name and then you get uh you fucking darby allen says Mm -hmm. that he wants to take on the best in the world and then after that you get a commercial for jimmy johns so, I mean, think about it. Think oh. Brock Lesnar, the big debut. Everybody's been talking about Brock Lesnar. No, no uh, not Brock Lesnar. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, the, yeah, I, okay.
2: but the, uh, the the quote that Darby said was, the best place to prove yourself in wrestling is mm-hmm. AEW, even if you are the best in the world. And me saying it that slow, actually had more charisma than he had saying it.
1: Yes, he seemed very unenthusiastic. Like, they told him that he was going to be in a program with Punk and he didn't want to be in there. He's just like, "Ah, I gotta fucking put this guy over. This sucks. I want to hang out with Sting. But it was was pretty interesting.
2: (laughs) I want to hang out with Sting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they, they did do a really good job of teasing this, though, because they make the announcement that they're going to be doing the second episode of Rampage in the United Center. And, I mean, that is a very big venue. That's mm-hmm. where the Bulls play. That That's a big-time big deal. So everybody, you know, that, that was a big deal. You cut to after that, you cut to the crowd, and they leave it on the crowd for quite a while. They're these long and heavy CM Punk chants. Mm-hmm. And they do nothing. It seemed like they were turning them up instead of turning them down. And then you just get, you know, JR and Tony Schiavone that are being just very kind of, you know, Foreboding, it's like, oh, well, you know, these these fans in Charlotte are very excited about our show in Chicago, and you should buy tickets because you never know what's going to happen. You want to be a part of this, and they just yeah. like basically they were one step away from just cutting to Tony mm-hmm. Khan just drinking a Pepsi. <laughs>
2: Good one, I like that one. Um, yeah, they they're they're letting you know, and again, they're they're doing it for a reason. They want they want you to be there. They want you to buy tickets. They want you to tune in. Well,
1: it's yeah, and, and like, he, I guess he was apparently asked earlier this week <laughs> about whether right. or not this, you know, it's going to happen, and he just said no comment. So, like, they are definitely, you know, it's if if it was just a straight up like, no, we don't have these guys. We don't have Punk. We don't have Danielson. Like, I feel like he'd be like, no, right, mm-hmm. because what the payoff to this if they don't have them is that a bunch of people are going to be very 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 mad Ooh, and they're going yeah. to lose at least a you know a good deal of people make I don't know how much exactly but they are going to at least for at least a little while lose a portion of their fan base oh yeah because there are people that were very upset about the teasing that they did, and they were being way more cryptic with this, but the teasing that they did that ended up being Christian Cage and Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. Like, they, people are still, that's still fresh in everybody's minds. So if you are like, if you keep teasing that this big, like, cataclysmic, these signings are going to happen, and like the best you get is like, oh, no, you know, uh, here's slack. <laughs> like, this isn't <laughs> going to work. <laughs> like, people are going to be very angry.
2: Dude, if they brought in slack for, Jericho's last labor, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> would oh, be pretty good. Oh my god. They brought in Gage. He would be the next best thing, in my opinion, man.
1: Well, because you could set it up. You could set it up perfectly, because you have every one of these matches now, I guess, is going to be beat somebody that's the best at their game. Mm. So you have, you know, beat Nick Gage in a death match, beat Juventud Guerrero in this match where you can only hit high-flying moves. Yep. If you save number five to your very last match, is a submission match against the best submission wrestler in all of wrestling. Slack. <laughs> that would be <laughs> the most amazing shit.
2: Yeah, you'll submit from fucking the amount of blood you're losing.
1: <laughs> yes. He will stab you multiple times. Oh, God.
2: Uh, anyway... Uh, Next segment was uh, Cody about to suck his own dick when uh, Christopher Kane. That was for you, brother. Uh, When when Malachi Black just hits him with, I don't know what else to call that, but a drive
1: by. It's the most amazing shit because it's something that has happened numerous times that I did not realize how funny it was until it was pointed out for me. (laughs) Somebody getting blindsided from the front like how how shitty is Cody's depth perception that he's cutting a promo and like, he gets like one word out because he's like in today's world all of a sudden you just bah, gets hit right in the fucking face which is hilarious like the comedic timing on that is unparalleled but how shitty does his depth perception have to be to not see somebody running full speed at you and probably making a noise
2: I don't know but my, my reaction was this oh my fucking
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the funny part <laughs> about this. Like, is I'm trying to I'm trying to dig through now here and find it but I, I was getting a laugh here um, crowd this is from Sean Rossap. crowd boot he- Cody boot heavily in Charlotte huge Malachi chance so like apparently he just kicked that motherfucker full force in the face and just got a huge bob oh
2: he should have man they brought him out and he's uh, beating everyone's ass i, I- that they never even mentioned who he knocked out. Who was the guy in the mask? I didn't see.
1: Uh, yeah, they did. It was uh, Fuego del sol
2: Okay. No, they didn't. They just said, he just knocked out Cody on my mm. on my version.
1: I heard him say Fuego. I, I didn't. Because I, I was wondering, I was like, hmm, are we going to get the long-awaited day return of Serpent Serpentico, uh-huh. a.k.a. Sammy Guevara, who I just believe is Sammy Guevara all the time, if it's not. <laughs> all right. There
2: you go. But, uh, they did brawl, and I'm telling you, man, my reaction just re- literally did a one eighty as soon as I saw Black hit that fucking again, I don't know what else to call that move, but a drive by uh mm-hmm. but the the little brawl in front of the crowd that that was just for a little pop, which I get I get completely um, but good little segment to build this match right uh we had Matt Hardy come out after that. Came out with private party, which I still don't know why they're not calling them Party Hardy. I wish they would. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Party Hardy. There you go. Get it started, you sons of bitches! Uh, and they come out with an Helico versus Jurassic Express and Christian uh, Lucha Express and Christian win this match. I gotta say, this match wasn't all I thought it was gonna be. This whole Christian outworking everyone is not working for me
1: yeah I, I this is like where the show kind of hit its valley for me because <laughs> i was just sitting there ruminating and everything and i was like all right maybe this punk thing actually is going to happen i'm still apprehensive but hey whatever maybe the punk thing happens mm. maybe the danielson thing happens we're getting nick gage in the main event like this is a wild fucking tanahashi's gonna be working with AEW presumably and like that this is some wild shit and then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, well, in this next match, here's Private Party and the member of TH2 that you don't give a shit about. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, look, here's the guy who's not Jack Evans. You can, you can go get a Snacks, Mark. It's all right. There you go. Oh, by the way, Blade
2: knocked out Christian with the brass knuckles. So Blade, uh, the Blade versus the Christian. I, there's got to be a Jesus joke in there somewhere, right?
1: <laughs> there sure is, but I'm not going there.
2: I'm not either. I'm just saying there's got to be one in there. Um, Let's just move on from there then because I'm not sure where to go after that. Uh, (laughs) I stumped myself. Uh, Julia Julia Hart took on Thunder Rosa. Now, this wasn't Thunder Rosa's debut, but this was her first match as an official AEW uh, main roster. I don't know. Star. Uh, She won. I think we all knew she was going to, but... I I really like that Julia Hart girl, man. I don't know. I I I don't know. I just do.
1: She's got potential for sure. I think so. There was a point in the match where uh, Thunder Rosa did like the turnbuckle drop kick, mm. and she landed very awkwardly on her knee. I don't know. She she shook it off, but I'm kind of curious to see what the ramifications, if any, of, for that is going to be.
2: Ah, we will see if there's any ramifications.
1: Eh, okay, maybe that was it for a fraudulent slip. Well.
2: Happens every now and then. Let's not worry about it. Uh, let's get into the main events, Mark, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up. Uh, we had Chris Jericho, also known as the pain maker for this match. This That's was right. against Nick Gage. Again, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I, still surreal to me, the fact that we just saw Nick Gage on national television, on AEW, and I, I thought it was... A little weird they decided to call it a no rules match mm-hmm. i i know they're not going to call it a death match but how about just fucking no dq that works how about extreme rules maybe you, i don't know if you can use that anymore or something yeah. like that probably not but i don't know I, I i think everybody though as soon as this match started was like are they going to use light tubes and I like what they did with the light tubes. They made you think they weren't going to use them. Right. You know, obviously everyone's out ah, the dust. They're not going to use them. First time he broke them out, Jericho uh, grabbed the bat and got him out of his hand. He kept doing something to not use the light tubes. Finally, we did get some light tubes. Um, Poor Nick Gage went through all this fucking work. He sets up the chairs. He sets up a pane of glass. And Jericho ruins it. Mm-hmm. Just ruins it. Puts Nick Gage through it instead. But man, Jericho was bleeding from every fucking limb of his
1: body. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the crazy part of it, too, is like you're, you're getting over the initial sort of shock and surprise that might come with actually seeing this match happening. This is one thing when it's announced, it's another to actually see it happening before your very eyes. And they start with Nick Gage hit with a pizza cutter. Mm -hmm. And he just the very first thing, the first move, if you want to call it that, is him just slicing the shit out of Jericho's arm with a pizza cutter. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, we're off to the races, I guess.
2: And if you watch this match back, I believe Jericho asked him to cut him deeper with the pizza cutter the second time.
1: Oh, yeah, because he definitely, he got him good
2: the second time. He really busted him open. He was already busted open, let's not fucking lie. But the second yeah. time, he really got, got like, blood flowing. But I really think Jericho told him to do it again. He couldn't be. I, I really do, if you watch that back. But um, the, they did, like I said, they used the light tubes, uh, finally. I, I was very surprised with the dust and all. Jericho used mist I love mist I am yes. such a fan of mist I want more mist in wrestling
1: well yeah that was that was kind of the funny thing was because that's the persona that he used basically exclusively in Japan mm-hmm. so he just like that's Japanese Chris Jericho he just has mist powers now and I didn't think about it though the idea of this, like the light tubes is like they were in Charlotte yeah. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina, and like you, it's kind of it's southern. Obviously, it's the south, so you get these southern wrestling fans, and like in the south, it is a big family activity. Just you know, bring the whole family, go see the wrestling. I, I've been to shows like that. I've seen a lot of shows like that ha- that just have these big families, and I just it did not dawn on me just the idea of how weird it was to see like fucking these light tubes explode everywhere, just like fucking glass comes flying at Nemo and people. and just like you have mm. Aunt Judy that's just like ducking and flinching. Because there was one lady who very clearly just like grimaced and like tried to make herself small so she didn't get hit with any of the shards. And it like kind of made me laugh. I would have probably done the same thing. Yeah. I don't like getting glass in my face either, but it was just, it was a funny visual to see. I, I,
2: I gotta say, man, this is a pretty, I'm I'm not gonna say it's a huge moment for deathmatch wrestling, but this is a good moment for this deathmatch wrestling style to be put on national television. Not that it hasn't before. I know, but in the climate we're in today where oh, they went too far. Oh, they oh the 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 blood was too much this that. I think this was a pretty cool thing for them to do. I like that they're taking some chances doing stuff like this.
1: I would argue slightly that it is a big, mo- like maybe not this this moment just individually being like the biggest moment ever for it, but just the idea that this is the climate that we're in now. Mm-hmm. That you have David Arquette wants to do a fucking death match with Nick You've got fucking you know Kenny Omega doing these matches with John Moxley, the no ropes barbed wire matches with John Moxley doing shit in Impact with uh, Sammy Callahan. The idea that Chris Jericho wants to do these death matches like. I remember watching this shit when it started, or, like, not necessarily when it started, but, like, 2002, three, four, whatever, Mm -hmm. seeing, like, in Nick Gage, I I saw an interview, the Chris Van Vliet interview that he did with him, and he, like, kind of tried to be nice about it, but, like, you went from back in the day where it was, like, one or two (laughs) good guys, you had, like, a Gage or a Mondo or whatever, and then you just had, like, fat out of shape dudes people who couldn't wrestle for shit like drug addicts like these just casts of characters that were just like a handful of them were good but then the rest of them were like shit and now the idea that like actual i don't want to say actual because that sounds demeaning but like wrestlers of all different calibers and upbringings and backgrounds actually want to at the very least once Mm. compete in a match like this like you've gone a long, long way from like going from wife beater doing it to Kenny Omega doing it. Like it's it's a wild transition.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you had guys like Necro Butcher, who's that guy's a fucking scumbag. I'm sorry, but
1: yeah, well,
2: you know, yeah, you do. But then, I mean, you got, I mean, now though, let's face it, GCW gets a lot of attention <laughs> in the wrestling community. I know. There's a wrestling community. We're all in it, you know. It's 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 a bit of a bubble. I'm not gonna lie, but GCW does get a lot for some of the things they do. They do get a lot of attention. Uh, I I kind of feel like I'm overplaying it by saying this is some huge moment for deathmatch wrestling. There's been many moments, and I mean, there's been many bloody wrestlers. We've seen some, you know, some crazy shit on television. I mean, we were talking about the Attitude Era before. We used to see tons of blood back then. So, but I mean, like I said, it it's definitely a good moment for deathmatch wrestling just to get that that genre out there on national television, especially to get a guy like Nick Gage who, you know, I, I believe once or twice they called him the purveyor of deathmatch wrestling mm-hmm. on that show, um which I mean, Jesus Christ, like I said, man, that this is such a big moment for him. Just, you know, it, it it's really cool to kind of, to, to, to see a guy like Nick Gage get a chance like this. But, um, I don't know, man. I, I like I said, it, it, I feel like I'm overplaying it a little bit just because we've seen so much in wrestling. But yeah, like I said, with the climate we're in now, definitely got it, uh, got a little bit of, it's a little surprising. Like I said, it was surprising. They use the light tubes, uh, Jericho looked like he bladed and then got bladed by a pizza cutter. I don't know if that's, I don't know how it worked. I don't know if he did blade or if he got cut open by something, but awesome fucking match, man. And like I said, we knew Jericho was going to win this whole, he's definitely going to get to MJF. So that didn't have any, that didn't disappoint me. It didn't make me like, oh, I don't want to watch this match. I knew Jericho was going to win. I wanted to see what they were going to let Gage do to Jericho. I wanted to see what they were going to let Gage do and what Jericho was going to let Gage do to him. Let's put it that way.
1: Right. Well, that, and I had seen that kind of discussion too. It's just like, what's Jericho actually going to let him do, which kind of bumps is Jericho going to agree to. And I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, eh, you'd be surprised. Like, yeah, everybody made fun of the execution or how silly it ended up looking on TV, but just like, i Month and a half, two months ago, or whatever, this guy was falling off of a fucking cage. Like, it, yeah, it looked shitty, whatever. But like, the actual to have the balls to do it, mm-hmm. and like he he signs he signs up for some pretty crazy bumps sometimes. Nah,
2: Jericho's down to do some shit, man. He's, uh, you know, and I mean, look, Jesus Christ, look what he looked like after this match. And uh, Gage was not shy about just dropping Jericho in that glass tonight. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's not like I need any more respect for Jericho because, right. the, I mean, the guy is done about every goddamn thing you can do in this fucking business and more. But, right. man, he took a fucking good beating tonight, a good beating tonight from from, uh, from Gage. And I don't know, man, great little moment for both of them, I'd say.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't think I don't Jericho is going to agree to do something if he's going to half-ass it. Like sometimes things don't look great, or sometimes you just don't have a great match, whatever. But Jericho's not going to agree to something if he's gonna half ass it and Gage is not going to half ass it. If you fucking sign up, you know, if you hire Gage, you're going to get Gage.
2: Absolutely. And you're yeah, I mean, this is the gauge you're gonna get. He doesn't know any other way to do his character or be his character. Right. And I hope you all know some of this is character.
1: Not all oh, of sure. it
2: some of it is well,
1: that's the wild thing is it's public. like he said it on the chris van vliet interview he did amateur wrestling in high school like <laughs> this guy is an actual like solid credible wrestler he really is it's just this is part of the you know character the gimmick the overall this is the style of wrestling that he wants to work
2: there are matches on youtube of nick gage actually wrestling i don't know if you've ever seen him i'll be honest Shaheen made me watch one of them one night and I was like some of a bitch that motherfucker can fucking go
1: Not a surprise at all when I tell you it is but the match that made me realize that he's actually a good wrestler and not just like a hardcore guy Orange Cassidy he wrestled yeah. Orange Cassidy and they had like basically just a straight up regular wrestling match and he fucked up his knee it like almost immediately into the match and just kept oh. going and they still had a really solid match
2: Yeah I don't think uh, I don't think I- Gage uh, gives a shit about a little bit of fucking pain. Um, that's AEW. I'm debating on bringing up something. Okay. I got involved in a little... Oh, fuck it. Let's bring it up real quick.
1: It's, Uh-oh. We shooting, Daddy.
2: Uh, let me go to it real quick. Someone... Just felt like
1: Dolph out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we shooting, Daddy.
2: Someone on the uh, Soul Monster page... Put up a post. Now you know who Simone Biles is, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> she, I, I,
2: I gotta tell you, I'm. If you think I'm gonna shit on her for what she did, I'm not. I am. No. I have never had the stress of what it takes to do what she's doing on me. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way I'm gonna shit on this girl for what she did. If she feels she can't do it and she wants to give someone else a shot. Who the fuck am I to shit on this girl for that? Now, someone put out a post on Saw Monster's page, though, comparing her to CM Punk saying there's all this double standard. CM Punk left for basically the same reasons as, you know, Simone. Did you not see this?
1: no no because i don't follow i mean i'm not even trying to make fun of the guy i don't follow solomon so i don't listen okay. to his show or follow his facebook group so this is all news to me but that this is already fucking wild i would like um, to hear this explanation um, this rationalization
2: i'm kind of glad i brought this up at this point then
1: um
2: comparing it to cm punk leaving and said, oh well, CM Punk got so much fucking heat, this and that, and she's not getting any. First of all, I want to say something. The news and a lot of and I'm 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 gonna say it, a lot of conservative outlets I believe are being very unfair to this girl. Once again, if you've never been through the stress she's going through, if you've never had to be in the Olympics and do what she's doing, I don't feel you really have the re the 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 the, the right to sit there and shit on this girl. Again. Mm-hmm she's she's not just leaving she's also leaving and giving an alternate a shot right something great could come of this in one thing i think believe it or not i got a feeling some of the people when i brought this up in the chat room might have thought you probably thought too that i was about to shit on this girl
1: no not necessarily though okay. oh here we go it's just more of this This like story is inescapable and I mean, I understand why, but it's just, I, this is, this is crazy. This As much attention as it's gotten and it's just as heated as I've seen this become. Oh,
2: it really has. And you know what? I feel the media is also being again, a little critical of her. Once again, the stress of doing what she's doing. Uh, I can't even imagine it. I right. can't even imagine it being, being, you know, in, in another country. They say it is, I mean, there's tennis players that were out there that were like one of the guys walked up and said who is to blame if i die here it's so fucking hot there right they they're having dehydration shit going on but anyway let's go back to my point here i don't want to mention this 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 person's name but they put out an article put out a post saying that it's such a double standard because you have CM Punk on one hand and Simone Biles on the other. I just want to start with the one point that I made, which I knew I shouldn't have done it. CM Punk was not over in another country representing this country. Okay? CM Punk was frustrated with the booking of a fake fucking sport. Mm-hmm. And you think that's the same as Simone Biles, who is competing, an incredibly talented girl, competing. And, you know, first of all, anyone using the word quit for her, she's not quitting. She didn't quit. She feels she can't do it. She's not mentally ready for it. I know, oh, well, she should just fucking butch up and do what she's got to do like everyone else. I get it. I know. I can see that side of the argument. I don't agree with it, but I can see it. But this is completely different than being frustrated that you're not winning titles in a fake sport and competing in the Olympics. Right. I'm. I, first of all, I was baffled this guy even brought this up. I even said, I, I, I'm, I'm, first part, uh, actually, here's my exact quote. This comparison is a hell of a stretch. CM Punk was not in a con- in another country representing the United States. Of course, I got a little shit for it. It's Solomonoff's page, but and, and of course, one person jumped to conclusions. So she's forced to stay. Uh, where the fuck did I say that? I didn't fucking say that. Okay, And I get it. The comparison is walking away due to mental health. Mental health is different than frustration. Don't. Yeah. Di- I mean, do you agree with that? Is, is, I mean, first, it, it, those are two
1: different things, right? In my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if it, just to go exactly to this comparison, I, I heard the interview, you know, on the art of wrestling with Cole Kamana that he did. And it didn't seem like that was the reason that he gave. The reason that he gave was that he was unhappy there, right. which you can be unhappy with your job and not have mental health issues. And his body was beaten to shit. Right. Like, there's a big difference between being like, I hurt all the time, and you are not giving me adequate medical attention, in my opinion, and I'm just, I don't like working here, so I'm leaving, versus just like the kind of pressure that you must have to deal with when you're on a sport. Like, look at the shit that Team USA, the basketball team's getting for. You know, they lost a game, but these are people who all eyes are going to be on them. You know, as soon as the next actual NBA season starts up again. Like, they're going to be fine even if they make complete embarrassments of themselves. Or oh, whatever. yeah. Like, a uh, sport like gymnastics, like, this is the culmination. This is something that you train for for years. This is the time when your sport is in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't tell – like, Almost all these people who are weighing in positive or negative, you couldn't tell me who won, you know, at the fucking, like, finals, national finals last year. Like, you don't follow this shit religiously, regularly. The majority of people don't. Like, this is the big moment. This is their big moment.
2: Yeah, and and I got to be honest. I really feel like this guy was trying to virtue signal the double standard between genders and equality and all that stuff. But. I, I, this is one of the most, I mean, this is a fucking stretch of an argument here.
1: And even then, if you want to say that what CM Punk leaping was mental health related, that was in 2014. Right. Like the overall attitude towards mental health in the United States and probably across the world has changed quite a bit since then.
2: Yeah. And I, I gotta be honest, CM Punk might've got heat from the wrestling community Mm -hmm. but simone biles is taking shit from the national fuck that global media it is all Global over the world, it's, it's fucking.
1: They didn't report that CM Punk left the WWE on CNN. Exactly, like, you know
2: what I mean? Exactly. CNN, Newsweek, and everyone wasn't reporting CM Punk left fucking WWE. This poor girl is getting. And like I said, I believe a lot of the media, mostly the conservative media, is uh, being a little bit hard on this girl. Um, I, I'll be honest, Charlie Kirk, I I find what he did today just kind of going in on her, just pathetic. Really pathetic. Honestly, I do. I, 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 There's things that are so much worse in this world than worrying about what... And again, she's giving another girl a chance. An alternate. An alternate who worked her ass off to get to this fucking point in her life where she was even an alternate and she gets her shot because one of the most talented gymnasts in the world decided to 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 that that she just couldn't do it which again wh- whatever you think of it i don't really give a fuck what you think of it i'm going to think what i think of it that's 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 me but that someone else is getting a fucking shot who's done this for their whole life and like i said man this could be a fucking great story what if an alternate fucking comes home with gold or silver or even bronze any metal who knows who knows
1: <laughs> could be and the only the only other real like point i have to that is in the numerous ways that we've pointed out that that's not the same thing these when CM Punk left, there I've seen people, and I, I didn't think it was fair the kind of shit that he got because it's like if he's unhappy, it's not his, you know, it's not his job to come out there and sing and dance for you. If he doesn't right. want to do it, he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. But the same people that were sitting there and writing all these angry posts on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever the fuck, all these people that were giving him shit for being like being mad at him for wanting to pursue other ventures with his life. These are probably some of the people that are fucking yelling the loudest his name right now that are just fucking clamoring for the inevitable return. So it's like, you know, he didn't get the same treatment because the people that he made angry that he left are now the same people that are fucking ecstatic that he's potentially coming back.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, it's the same people, and you know it's 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 just. And you know, I, I I I guess I should apologize for using the word fake before. I know it's a scripted sport, right. it is uh, but uh, I I know the you know everything's not fake, but really you're comparing an actual Olympic sport. I know wrestling is an Olympic sport, but not this kind of wrestling.
1: <laughs> that'd be wild Olympic death mattress. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Nick Gage Gage oh I'd love to fucking see that that, that. Olympic team would be wild and Jeez, they, of course right. they would have to use Singapore canes I
2: see fucking Grim Reefer coming out there
1: and <laughs> They're all at the fucking metal stand, the podium, and fucking G Raver has his like demon mascot G Raver, there you go. <laughs> uh, Slack and fucking Team USA jumper. Oh my god, I want this so bad. No. Matt Traymon as an alternate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah, he, or the coach. I mean, yeah, he did, You know, some. Ah, oh, like there that. you go. You know,
2: low life Louis is going to have to be in there just, 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 just for one last run. <laughs> <laughs> He'll retire after this, right, Louie? <laughs> all right, <laughs> but 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 anyway, I, I I I tell you the truth, I've been debating all night whether to bring that up, but uh, I think it's good we did uh, get into some good conversations here and there, man. Like I said, I was shocked we got into the vaccination conversation the other night, but uh, that went good too, so but uh, yeah, it's just listen, you, you can. Compare her to a lot of things. That's fine. And like I said, I know there's tons of people out there who have done some shitty things and, or, i say, or have gotten hurt and kept going. Listen, when I was a kid, I remember the diver Greg Louganis smacked his head on the board and got right back up there and did a dive.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, we guess actually what? talked
1: about him last week.
2: I know. Well, guess what? She's not fucking Greg Louganis.
1: No.
2: No, and it's not that it's not the same time anymore. It's not those fucking days, yeah, wrestlers used to fucking have concussions and wrestle for fucking months on end too. Look what happened to a lot of those fucking guys yeah, so you know different time we know more now, and uh I don't know man it's just it's 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 such a again it's a it it, it it's more of a, if I read you the whole thing, it's more of a virtue signal than a, than an actual comparison, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't, I don't really want to put this guy out there, but uh, I don't know. If you want to go check out Solid Monster's page, you guys will find it. Um, And that's all I've got, man. We are literally coming up on that three-hour mark. So probably time to get out of here. I got to be up in uh, five hours and 24 minutes. I
1: have had to pee for about an hour and a half. So, oh. yeah, I
2: get you. Shit, you know, you're allowed to say something, dude.
1: <laughs> well, I, I kept signaling. but No, I'm kidding. No, no, it's cool. I, I would, if I really would have had to go like, super bad, I, I'm going. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to go on me. So never should you worry. I will take care of things if need be. Yeah,
2: don't. Don't I mean, don't go on you unless you pay yourself.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: Which absolutely makes no sense. But anyway, I'm not here to make sense. I'm just here to talk bullshit, drink beer, and
1: hang out with you guys. That's so, actually a good question. If I like give myself money after I do the deed, am I considered a professional? I think
2: we should save that for Friday. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anyways it's time to go
2: Keep that fucking question to yourself there, Smark, and reel it back out There Friday that's right we're playing Take y'all drunken ass home Oh man and that means it's time For me to talk about the high marks that's right You guys should be checking them out if you're not what The fuck is wrong with you Check out the high marks. 8.30 p.m. Sunday nights, Eastern motherfucking time. Mixer.com slash Metal Mint Network. That's right. Double those T's, Metal Mint Network. That's right. You know where to go now. So fucking go there. All right. And you got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They are the Inhumans. They are on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out anywhere you're downloading your podcast from. And uh, there you go. So, also got the unscripted everything. Untripped to Wrestling Podcast. That's Eric, that's Doug, and Daniel. Definitely want to be checking those guys out. They're on Blog Talk Radio, and they are on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, Stephen Milan. He's out there sharing the show. Go show him some love and check him out on Letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Make sure you put two L's in that last name, Milan. He's over there reviewing films. Go over there. Like I said, show that man some love for sharing the show. And you guys know where to find us. If you want to show us some love, which we would appreciate, you can find us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spreaker, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere you find podcasts. (sighs) Finish
1: it up smart. Yes, sir. Mondays, 8.30 on the Metal Men Podcast Network. Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man. Sundays, 10.30 a.m. on the Metal Men Podcast Network. Also on the Mixler Machine. Be sure to check out the Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. And last, never, ever, least, Be sure to check out our friends at Planet On back on tour it's the planet rag on podcast with bobby anthem papa dave sincere and yuck nasty season one is complete and available for you in its entirety and season two is continuing to roll out so you want to be subscribed so you can enjoy all the content there you go
2: all right i am glad we got to do this tonight, mark i was a little worried that we weren't going to get to do this because i didn't have internet last night but uh Thankfully, I decided to stay on the phone for close to two hours with the cable company up here in the fucking country. And uh, we got it done, man. I'm uh, glad we got this done. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for downloading this. We will be back here Friday night. Um, And by the way, Wednesday, next Wednesday, is my birthday. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a definite fun show. I uh, have already put in to be late on Thursday, so expect the alcohol to be flowing, (laughs) expect the wife to be doing shots, and I am still trying to get us ready to possibly do uh, YouTube coming up on that, Uh, hey, if anyone out there knows anyone that can do an overlay for me and Smark, let me know, please. Somehow, some way, you guys can always find me. You all know my real name, David Richardson, over there on Facebook. So if you want to find me, if you know anyone that can help me out with that, I know the person I can ask. I'm not asking. Anyway, on that note, we are out of here. Friday night, back. Smart. See you. Adios. Time to take your ass home. It's all right. Uh, if you don't know what to do with yourself.